This episode of Nintendo Pod Block is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our Fenia podcast, head over to patreon.com slash bossrushmedia or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Bushwick Games. I'm your host, and I take excited, relax, and refresh Eddie V. Joining me is the one, the only, the beloved bossman himself, Mr. Curry Derek. Hello, good sir. Hi, boss. Yay. At least one of us is rested. In. How are you? How is your rest? How is your vacation? I know you went to Six Flags. Yes, I went to Six Flags, everybody. Rose some rides, had some good comedy with my sister. Um, her hair was falling, you know, just blowing everywhere on a lot of the rides and stuff. Um, had some good pizza there, some good pepperoni pizza. Uh, but I didn't get a funnel cake uh, Sunday. But I am mm, fair when I go Fail. back. Fail. Uh, and everything. But, boss, I am back. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, speaking of Ed, speaking of roller coasters and stuff, we, pending we find a house in a certain amount of time, we <sighs> are going to Disney in February. Yes. I'm quite excited. Very, very, very excited. And we're staying at my favorite hotel, although I'm concerned about some transportation stuff, but that's a, that's a deep dive into to Disney parks that, you know, people don't want to listen to but we're staying at my favorite in, resort what oh as, as in, in like as like when you at the hotel like back into disney and back to the hotel yeah well the thing is is okay well here we go i wasn't going to discuss this but we're going to here we go everybody strap in um so we're staying at port orleans french quarter which is like themed around bourbon street and uh, mm-hmm. mardi gras in louisiana and the the only issue I have with that resort is that sometimes now, granted, it hasn't happened since uh, since the pandemic ended, uh, according to what I've read. But it does sometimes share buses in uh, not like downtimes, not not peak times, but downtimes with Port Orleans Riverside, which is one of the biggest resorts and has five bus stops, whereas French Quarter is one of the smallest resorts, and it only has one bus stop. <gasps> so I'm, you know, with with two kids, I'm a little concerned that we might have to share a bus, but I, I according to what I've read, it has they don't share buses anymore. So Okay. Yes. We'll see. We'll see what happens, Edward. But you know, I'm very excited. I, and guess what? If, I'm going to eat a funnel cake when I'm there. Yes. <laughs> well, you already know. <clears throat> I need the pics. Like uh, Earl sandwich. Need the pics. Mm. New sandwich. New, three new sandwiches there, by the way. At Earl sandwich. Permanent you, or like limited edition? They're limited. I don't know if they'll be there when we get there. But right now, right now, they have a Nashville hot chicken sandwich with, with spicy mayo. And jalapenos 
and jalapeno bacon. Wait, so, wait. It, it's bacon. We used to have it when I worked at the restaurant, right? It's it's um. it's like regular bacon. That's like like when they prep it, they they soak it in jalapeno juice. Uh, and it makes okay. it like kind of spicy and then you cook it and then it's kind of spicy when you eat it. So because I've never heard of jalapeno bacon. I didn't mm. know they made it. It's delicious. Let me tell you. Uh, that stuff. Uh, that stuff's amazing. Uh, awesome. You're missing awesome. out, Ed. Go go buy some at the grocery store or <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Burger King has hot bacon. <laughs> I don't know. I do. You know I can't do hot stuff like that, but I'll try. Once. Do it. Do it. Like if if they have if that's like the only spicy thing that's like on a burger or something like that or a sub whatever, I'm fine with it. But if it's like multiple hot stuff, uh, my my nose is gonna be dripping and I'm gonna be like, I need water. <laughs> And I know oh, water's you don't not drink, good. You don't drink water. Because you drink water, milk. I know. You drink, yeah. You drink milk. You eat bread. Yeah. First you eat, eat the bread. bread to absorb it, and then you get the milk mm-hmm. to get the rest of the burnout. Because if you drink water, it mixes with the oil in the in the spice, and then the yeah. spice just spreads, and then it just spreads. feels worse. Yes, I know. So, pro tip for you spicers out there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, I feel like, because I... If I ever want to go to Disney World, I don't know where should I go. Like, how do I go about planning a trip like that? You just get on the website and order stuff. It's like Amazon, you know. but for a theme park. Well, um, well, I don't know if they like provide the flight and all. Oh of that no, stuff. you have to buy your own tickets and flights and transportation too. Uh, although they do like provide like helpful tips for that stuff but you still at the end Mm -hmm. of the day have to get your flights and uh transportation to and from the airport although you could just lyft or uber if you really had to or take a taxi but we usually take one of the uh bus programs that they have down there like mirrors and or the uh sunshine flyer which is like you know just uh disney used to pick you up and take you to the airport themselves on the magical Mm -hmm. express but uh when Bob Chappick took over, he that was like one of the first things he ended because it was it cost them money to do that. And it's like, well, you know, guy. It's convenient. So uh, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> what we do with one of those, although I think Mears just bought Sunshine Flyer, so could be the same by the time February rolls around. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, the, the I don't know if Disney's for me, um, in a sense of going by myself. Oh, you don't want to go by yourself. Yeah, see, it, that's I mean, you can. Thing. Actually, you know what? It might be fun by yourself. <laughs> I want to go by myself. <laughs> uh, plus, like you get in all the single rider lines, which are like a quarter of the wait time. You know, it'd probably be relatively cheap vacation, actually. Yeah, because so. I think I definitely, you know, the hotel, the food, and all of that. Uh, probably like I wonder just like how how much a package is just for like a single person. Let's find out, Ed. Let's find out. 
Because I feel like it's, it'd be something around like 500, 600. Oh, it's going to be more than that. If it's a, um, if it's a weekend thing, kind of. A weekend thing? Mm. Yeah, because I don't know how long, I don't know how long their package dates are. Stuff. It's well, like... the the general one is four day four day four nights is usually the 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 uh you know the the what they promote mm-hmm. um and uh that's kind of their thing so we'll do that we'll do that real quick <laughs> planning a hypothetical vacation for Ed because he wants <laughs> to know because <laughs> I'm just like. Because yeah. yeah. I, I really haven't been out of Illinois for a while for a vacation. And I would definitely love to go. Let's see. Let's go and let's see. <laughs> let's do this. View rates. Do, do, do. It's loading. This is great podcasting, by the way. <laughs> uh, let's see what I- let everybody... Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. To let to let everybody know, uh, we do have some updates for the show. Oh yeah, um, this is important. I should to, probably be a part of this. <laughs> that we're going to get into, and there are some things that we are bringing back. So we are going to have a normal show this episode, uh, just to let you guys know. Um, Let's see. All right, Ed. This this is your. Uh, hmm. 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 There we go. Let's go with this plan. Hmm. So four days, four nights. And food included. Uh, in February. Because you got to plan like six months out. Um, <laughs> is $1,103.67. Uh-huh. Yeah. You could probably get it cheaper than that if you called them, to be honest. Their website kind of just is bonkers. Oh, that weekend. That's right. There's a marathon that weekend, so it's going to be more expensive anyway. Gotcha. Oh, boy. I don't know what to tell you, Ed. Oh, I mean, it's... Vacation's expensive. You stop... Dude, if you you stop eating out every day, if you saved up for like a week, you could pay for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, an extra check would handle that. Uh, but I don't really eat out that much. I, I only order when I'm at work. Mm. Yeah, I was yeah. lazy for some days. Mm. I did spend a lot over my vacation, though. But I'll get that. I'm, I'll get to that. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'll get um, to that when we get to uh, Snack Tendo playing with power. Yeah. Snack Tendo. All right. So, do we want to go over these updates real quick? Yeah. Uh, Corey, let us know what the update is. Happen. Yeah, so uh, if you guys didn't watch a video, the the whole thing with the video that I put out the other day is that um, and I think it's on it's on all podcast feeds, too. I just I wanted to make sure people heard it um, who listen. Basically, we are with schedules and work and everything. We're cutting back on some of the content that we put out. It doesn't mean we're stopping any of it, um, but basically on the Nintendo power block side of things. Um, new episodes will remain weekly. Uh, although like this week we're recording, <laughs> we're recording on Monday, the 21st. And this episode uh, is not planned to come out until the 29th. 
which is, you know, from the day of recording next Tuesday. So there's actually an episode that isn't on free feeds yet as of the time of this recording. But basically, we want to make sure that we have enough time to record and get the episodes out. Um, And so uh, we could have episodes like this. We could have episodes recording on Sunday night, maybe even Monday at some point. But like our goal is to have a proper a proper Nintendo Power Block episode, a doc like we have a doc and, you know, go through all of our segments and give you the show that Ed and I really want to do. And, you know, you deserve to have instead of us, you know, recording at 11 o'clock at night, dead tired, trying to get something out because we need to. Right. Um, so across the board, Nintendo power block were released on Tuesdays. There's no more early access on Patreon. Uh, just because this is a news based show and, uh, you know, we're doing some other things to make up for that, but, uh, starting, uh, you know, next, well, this week, I guess, Nintendo Power Block is no longer early access on Patreon. It's free for everybody, everywhere, wherever you get your podcasts or YouTube videos or a website or whatever. Um, expansion, uh, uh, episodes will be as long as they need to, to, del- to deliver a quality show. Um, you know, it could be an hour and 15 minutes. It could be three hours. We don't know, right? It just depends on the week. It depends on the discussions we're having. Uh, we don't want to kind of, uh, you know, excuse, excuse the language, but half-ass a show, right? We want to make sure that we're delivering the Nintendo show that we want to do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of it. Um, anything you want to say about Nintendo power block, Ed, real quick before we move to expansion pass? Well, I know, um, our past shows have kind of been like our mini blocks, I should say, where we kind of cut a lot of the content and stuff out. And most of that had to deal with news, um, time scheduling, trying to, you know, and like during the summer when there's not a lot of news uh, and stuff different from Nintendo, it really is kind of hard to make a show, a dedicated show. Um, and like for some of it, like even with Nintendo and playing with power not being in there, um, we just haven't had time to try different foods and stuff like that. And with some of the games that we've been playing, uh, at that time, um, we weren't really playing a lot because a lot of stuff outside of, of our video game time was happening. So since it was, um, not necessary at uh, for a couple of episodes for that and we wanted to talk about some of the main news things that's why our previous shows have been a lot of the mini blocks um, with that so now that things are rolling with news now that definitely with kids going back to school and you know the fall is about to come so a lot of stuff kind of kind of slowed down we're able to pick things back up and deliver a full regular show um, mm-hmm. with it. So, yeah. so, um, pretty much that's all I have to say about power block. Uh, go ahead, Corey. Do you want, you want to with special pass? Yeah. Uh, so we're moving expansion pass to twice a week until, you know, we get our schedules kind of situated and we're sure we can deliver, um, an episode, uh, for you with, with, you know, kind of planning out stuff. 
so with expansion pass, uh, we are going to move it to twice a week uh, until further notice, uh, just to take a some of the workload off of everybody and B uh, to make sure uh, that when we do bring it back weekly, uh, we have a plan and kind of have our topics laid out for the, you know, the week or the month or whatever. And, uh, you know, it also has to do with a lot of scheduling things. Uh, you know, it, it's sometimes we just kind of hang out and talk and sometimes it's by the, the whim of our pants, right. That we just have a topic for the night. Like we haven't really planned anything out because of time, time and schedules and everything. And we kind of want to get back to that, which I, Ed, I'll talk to you after the show, but I actually have some interesting ideas we could do um, okay. for Expansion Pass at some point. Uh, not like we were trying to do, but uh, something else kind of interesting. Um, and it will revert back to uh, Sundays. So every other Sunday, you'll get an Expansion Pass uh, the first and third Sundays of the month. And then uh, just because we have Book Club going up the last Sunday of the month, and so that way... Uh, you'll still get something um, if you're a patron or a subscriber to YouTube. Uh, they're still going to remain on podcast feeds, too. So if you are worried about that going Patreon exclusive, don't because it's uh, it's remaining on podcast feeds. So, yeah, if you're a Nintendo Powerblock fan and all you care about is Powerblock, then uh, you don't need to subscribe to Patreon. But you could get, the <laughs> get those expansion pass episodes early. Uh, no, I'm, we want to. This this whole power block project by itself is like, you know, Ed and my kind of, you know, baby show, right? It's the show that, you know, <laughs> you know, you know the story if you've been listening for a while. Um, uh, Ed, do you have anything to say about Expansion Pass before we move on? Because there's a couple other things I want to just address before. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I still think expansion pass is really important to the Power Block product, right? Um, mm-hmm, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of our topic show in a sense, mm-hmm. from, away from Power Block, because yeah. we're able to freely have those discussions, and sometimes that main topic does turn to other subtopics, where we'll be able to like give our opinion uh, about it, and sometimes shoot, like Corey, like. Sometimes the stuff that you say it just ends up coming true. <laughs> like, I know. I know. Like, like the, the, the big reason why we want to be better about planning this out, too, is because, like, we had a couple of discussions about the next generation Nintendo console, right? It, but those mm-hmm. episodes came out after those leaks. So, like, you know, those episodes were kind of irrelevant to a point. And uh, I don't really want us to run into that situation uh, so we're going to make it more fun and less, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I still think expansion pass is important and I still want to, you know, at some point, maybe, you know, next year, uh, make it every week again. But for now, this is, uh, this is what's happening. Uh, also, uh, after, you know, the, Direct recap show still staying, right? So every time there's a Nintendo yes. Direct, uh, we miss the Pokemon Presents, I think, by the way. But I don't know if there's anything there, worth discussing. Yeah, <laughs> there really was. At, and to tell you the truth, I still haven't seen it. Cause I'm yeah, I didn't like, I'm like, I don't think there was enough there. And no disrespect to the Pokemon Direct side, because I do check them out. Um, 
but I think at this time, because Gamescom is happening um, mm-hmm. this week at the time of this recording, um, I hopefully we get more news and maybe in September we get a direct. It's yeah, it's very weird at this time when to predict predict the direct because I'm like, do you do one happen in September or do they drop it in October before? Super Mario Wonder, like it's very. It's gonna be like Nintendo put us in a weird place. It's gonna be. It's gonna be in September. So since ever since they started the the Nintendo Directs, there's only been one year where there wasn't a September Direct. I think some like Stealth, mm-hmm. I think tweeted it out, uh, and it was like 2016 or something. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, even the year of the pandemic, it was the Partner Direct. So I still think we're gonna get one. Uh, maybe more towards the end of September and less towards the middle, which they seemingly have. But yeah, I mean, Nintendo Direct recap show, it's going to be the same as it always has been. Uh, so we're going to I think we're going to try to make that show a little bit more podcast friendly as well. We've tried both ways the last few. We've tried to make YouTube friendly and uh, it's just not it's not who we are. You know, we want to talk for three hours about a Nintendo Direct. That's 20 minutes right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 20 or 40 uh, it's 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 just amazing with the direct and i know we, we're going to continue it's just amazing on the direct that they give us about 40 plus games yeah you know and everybody be like where's the nintendo direct what are they going to show and then they <laughs> show us and they give us all this stuff some people take it or leave it are not impressed or anything but i'm like when i talk to you when we recorded Corey, i'm like Dude, they got about 45 plus some games that got announced or just showcased or updated or something. For a 40-minute presentation, that's good for a system that people thought wasn't going to have no games on it. Yeah, especially seven years in. So Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, the, the major thing right now that I'm working on is a Nintendo Power Block archive. Uh, I'm working on getting all of our main episodes at least uh, recovered and downloaded uh, in an HD format and our recent expansion passes and Nintendo direct recap shows. I'm trying to get it all. I don't know how much I'll be able to fit on a hard drive, but we're going to have an archive of that to just because I mean, I don't want anything to happen. <laughs> to exactly. You know, I mean, the other shows, I don't want anything to happen either, but I really don't want anything to happen in Nintendo Power Block. So I'm working on that. It's going to take a couple months, probably, uh, since there's, you know, probably 600 odd episodes of, uh, you know, either Power Block or Expansion Pass, both old and new Expansion Pass <laughs> Expansion Pass <laughs> uh, direct recap shows uh, and, you know, a couple other things that Ed and I have done over the past. Oh, gosh, eight years seven years eight years so we're working on that we'll have more details on what's happening with that later but i'm hoping that it kind of goes how i want it to uh and overall just not just with power block but with boss rush stuff in general and everything else that we're doing uh the simpler is better philosophy is something that i would like to get back to you know, I mean, podcasts are our bread and butter. We shouldn't be trying to do anything else right now because there's no time and trying to fit everything else in. It's just, whew, you know, crazy. 
Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff, Ed, and it's uh, <laughs> sometimes you lose sight of that. But like I, I'm looking at other people's Patreons and they give like one or two bonus shows a month, maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. And we're doing one or two a week, you know, sometimes three bonus shows a week. <laughs> plus you know two main podcasts and you know the conversational podcasts we were doing in after dark and jump off point and then the bonus shows of expansion pass and um (laughs) boss rush plus plus book club it's like we're we're putting a lot out there and uh yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, this this has happened before with me where like my eyes are bigger than my stomach type of deal, you know, and uh, I, just, I just once in a while I get those things in my head. And, you know, we both do where we like want to do nine hundred and seventy five different things. And then we we realize we don't have enough time for those, but we try to do it anyway. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we, I, it's just, uh, you know, so we're trying to do that and. uh the last two things were I, I'm going to revive the Pow Block social accounts uh, across the board. It's only going to promote new episodes of things. Um, and uh, I'm trying not to make it too hard on myself or Ed or anybody. So uh, it'll be promoting new episodes of, of Pow Block or if Ed or, or I guest on a show or, uh, you know, one of those things. Uh, Power Block podcasts on all social media platforms, even uh, threads. And uh, if I get a blue sky code, I'll put Power Block up there. Um, that kind of stuff. LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, LinkedIn is very popular these days. Let me tell you. That's a shot. <laughs> I mean, Twitter's a hot mess and nobody likes Facebook. So, <laughs> I mean, where are you going to go? Although, Ed. I did hear that Threads was launching their desktop uh, app finally, which will make it wow. so much easier to use, you know. Uh, so and then, uh, oh, also the last thing I know we, we want to get to all the segments. Sorry, this is taking so long. Uh, we're gonna, we're lining up a, uh, quite a few guests. Uh, I already have the first two uh, commitments. We just need to figure out a date where we're all available. So I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Andre from Crossroads and, you know, he was on the Boss Rush podcast a couple weeks ago. He really, really, really wants to come on. And then uh, Jess from Zelda Universe wants to come on. So those are guests that we're lining up. Uh, They've both been on Boss Rush podcast before. So this will be a nice, uh, you know, kind of thing. So but that's it, Ed. Those were my updates. I know it was long winded. Sorry, everybody, but you know, just keep uh, keep going. I'm going to throw it back to you, Ed. Well, everybody, <laughs> that was my throwing. That was my throwing motion. And I've got. You know what time it is. You what know we're back to it. It's time for Snatchendo. Yes. Ed, oh, oh, it's been a while. Of, speaking of snacks, did you see the Good Burger Two trailer drop today? No, I did yeah. not. Yeah, well, I saw it on Twitter. It looks like Good Burger. <laughs> oh wow, Kenny and the Kill. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That, still, it must still have been it. finished. It must have been finished before they did the did the strike. So. Oh yeah, probably. I'm sure. So, anyways, Stack Tendo, go ahead, Ed. 
Ah, so yes, everybody, we are back to talking about snacks. Um, I'm going to start this one off because um, I had some Brazilian steak house from what? Fogo. Uh, there's a restaurant in uh, Rosemont here in Illinois called Fogo, and it's a Brazilian steakhouse where you know you got your salad bar, but they bring out different cuts of meat. And uh, you try, you like give give it a try and stuff, and eat it, and they go around the table with different meats and stuff and desserts. Um, I had lamb for the first time. Um, not bad. Um, they don't have no sauce, so it's like no a one or ketchup or anything like that. Unless ketchup? I think you buy on a steak. Ketchup as in for fries and stuff Jeez. or anything. <laughs> so, uh, like, there's no like no dipping sauce. Some people treat treat ketchup as dipping sauce, mm. in a sense. But there was none there. Um, actually, went to Gino's East, which is a pizzeria, um, and we had a meaty lovers deep dish pizza, where we didn't have regular bacon, or no, we had bacon, but we didn't have canella bacon. We had pepperoni. It was pepperoni sausage. And uh, and then the bacon, and you know they cut it in six slices. And since mm. of us, we was all able to have. Um, I got to celebrate um uh, my our good friend uh Larry Giver's birthday, um, because he came from Indiana down here, so we spent the whole day, um, uh, together. So we ate the food, we ate the Brazilian, um, and a Geno's East. And actually, Geno's East is really good. It's in uh, it's in the soft loop of Chicago. Um, they call it the soft loop. That's just the name of it. But it was in Chicago. Uh, really, just so good. I'm like, oh man, I have not tasted deep dish pizza in a while, and I never had Geno's. I had just brought like maybe last month. Um, I had brought uh, a frozen one from the store, um, which was really good. Um, But like tasting it, tasting it from the way that they make it uh, was just like so delicious. Um, I did have to cut part of it with a fork and knife um, because it's (laughs) it was kind of a lot of sauce on there, (laughs) and the sauce would have just messed up everything. So I cut like just cut a little a little piece, and then I started to eat it and everything. Um, and it was just so good uh, having that. Um, uh, and pretty much just, you know, so <laughs> I had Chipotle a couple of days last week oh. while uh, for, uh, for work because I had to get something, you know, quick to eat because uh, there was some craziness that, ha- that happened. Um, and I went on the app so I could order my food. Dude, they didn't have... You couldn't order no burritos at this Chipotle. Just Why? regular burritos? Couldn't, you couldn't add... I think they ran out of uh, the shells or whatever. I was able to get my burrito bowl, but like for a regular burrito, it was blocked out where nobody could order it. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> Um, but that's so, like essential. <laughs> hey, 
I think I told you this that um one of the breaking the Breaking King that I that was in Wisconsin in Kenosha by the movie there that I go to, they went out of Whopper meat, so no one could order Whoppers. Hmm. Like so, only chicken sandwiches. They was just like, no, you can order Whopper Juniors, but we don't have the Whopper meat to make Whoppers. That doesn't make sense. Isn't it just a hamburger? The Whopper, because it's a bigger size. The Junior's a smaller size. Oh, come on. Just mush two of those patties together. It's fine. <laughs> I was just like, oh, what? So I was just like, that's okay. So I I left that uh, Burger King again, went to another place uh, and stuff. Um, I think this Friday, I am definitely going out to get uh, some sushi and stuff this mm-hmm. Friday. Um because I haven't been to my spot in a while. Uh, so I'm going to go there, get some sushi, and probably hit the uh, Japanese mall and get some like Japanese snacks there, too. Mm. Um, pretty much that's all I've been stacking on for Snack Tendo. Um, nothing new chest yet. I, I I talked about the Twister gummies. Mm, they're okay, but not, not nothing big or major. Uh, and I think once I get to, uh, I'm going to try to see if there's some new Japanese snacks, like I said, Friday. And uh, when I get a chance to go to my grocery store, I'm going to see if they got some new stuff there, too. Hmm. Everything. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Everything. What about you, Corey? Well, I ate a lot of pizza this weekend. Um Ooh. I, I we had a a little pizza party and uh Saturday's the one day I'm allowed to eat junk food so uh <laughs> I went really hard on the pizza and I got <laughs> I got kind of sick afterwards but it was fine. <laughs> uh, okay, what kind of what kind of pizza and how many slices? Well, it was Domino's and so okay. I don't know if I want to say how many slices I ate and and on air. Uh but it was a lot. Half- <laughs> Let's like say, half of a half of a pizza or okay, so they were mediums. Okay, first of all, okay. Um, so Two mediums, correct? Three me- three mediums because the kids oh. and okay leftovers for them the next day. Um, so here's the thing. <laughs> I I skipped lunch. I had a light breakfast because I was planning on this pizza. Also, we went to the zoo, so I walked a lot. Um. Not a lot, but, you know, kind of a lot. Yes. Kind of moved around a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had one uh, one part of the pizza I had was pepperoni and bacon, bacon crumbles. The other part of the pizza I had was pepperoni and jalapenos, which after I ate it, I was like, man, I should have just got bacon and jalapenos. That would have been amazing. So next time, next time. Uh, And then just double pepperoni on another one. So I ate a lot. I ate a lot of pizza. I think I had like 10 pieces of pizza. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, a whole whole pizza I did two slices. So good, man. It was so good. (laughs) I couldn't stop. (laughs) I was actually really full after like four pieces, but I'm like, no, I'm going hard. I got to keep going. <laughs> and then after after the seventh piece, I was like, I should stop. But then I was like, 
but there's a couple slices of the jalapeno pizza left. <laughs> now nobody else is going to eat it, and I can't eat it tomorrow, so I might as well eat it today. Push uh, through and finished it off. Yeah. Um, so, and then you know, Sunday I ate the, you know, the allotted amount of food in today. So back on track, but man, dude, that pizza was so good. (laughs) You would have sworn I hadn't eaten pizza in like three months (laughs) or six months or a year or something. It was so good. Oh, I love Domino's pizza right when you like open the lid for the first time and it's like scalding hot and like you just got to put it in your mouth. Right. Oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. I I do that when I get it, uh, when it comes to my store and everything, Mm -hmm. I I tell my associates, Hey, this is the pizza. I'm gonna put it in there. I'm gonna grab me one slice. I'm gonna come back so you guys can get it while it's hot. And so mm-hmm. I'll get my slice. I'll eat it. Go out and then tell them to come back and get something to eat. Um, and then once they come back, I, I start getting my other slices. Yeah. So. Um, but it was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but that said, Ed, you know I've been trying to lose a bunch of weight. Yes. Hold on. Before and, you get to that, mm-hmm. did you fall asleep? Saturday was it a good sleep because of the pizza? twice <laughs> <laughs> so I after we after we had the pizza because we ate kind of early um so I fell asleep <laughs> I fell asleep after we ate the pizza <laughs> and then my wife you know was like why are you sleeping uh and then we had ice cream for dessert and I fell asleep oh. after the ice cream <laughs> <laughs> and then I put Miles to bed and then we watched the show and then I fell asleep again. <laughs> <laughs> so you literally just like sat this is my Saturday. I'm not doing nothing. I'm resting and kicking it with the family. Bam. Yeah, man. It was it was there. fun. It was a good time. So um but yeah, I mean I feel besides Saturday, like I've been feeling really good lately Um, since for those, I guess, for those who don't know, um, I haven't really had a lot to say on Snack Tendo because I've really been trying hard to lose a bunch of weight and uh, Hmm. I have and uh, it's felt really good uh, since like the last week of January. Um, I've been on this kind of counting calories, no chips or bread or snacks or anything like that right just kind of like a boring not super boring but just kind of like you know protein vegetables that kind of thing and we bought these low carb wraps that i can take my breakfast with me to work and uh it's been pretty challenging but also i feel good i i've lost 43 pounds so um I mean, that's not the final goal, obviously, but um, you could start, uh, I suppose. So pretty, pretty happy with it. That's good. I'm proud yeah. of you. Yeah, the first the first major goal is 50 pounds, uh, which I'm seven pounds away from. So. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Corey. Not only did we have uh, we had a good time with Snack Tendo. Let's talk about what we've been playing and playing with power. Mm-hmm. All right, where have you been playing with power? Oh my gosh, Ed, I've been playing quite 
a lot of games actually. Uh, so I finished my. I didn't think I was going to, but I finished my season of the deep season pass in Destiny Two. As of this recording, the big reveal for the final shape is is tomorrow, and season twenty two, uh, season of the redacted, comes out begins tomorrow. Um, so I I did that. I've I played some Mario Kart um the last couple weeks, which has been really fun. I'm I want to like really dive into the new tracks. I haven't really played them a whole lot, um, so I'm kind of diving into those. Uh, you know, all of them, even from the first uh, wave, just because like I did them once, you know, all the way through and then I would like play them randomly or whatever. Uh, but man, I got to tell you, man, Mario Kart 8 is just it's top tier. It's top tier, man. It's an incredible game. Uh, I finished uh, and now we're moving off of Nintendo stuff. Uh, I finished Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Nice. I, I kind of just like mainlined it because they this game makes it a lot easier than the first game to kind of just mainline. Uh, and it was a good it was a good experience. I pl- I think it took me like 21 ish hours to beat it. Some parts were some. I'm, I'm still stuck. Uh, I gotta uh, put it back in because I still gotta start on my Series X. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just just this one part that is just like puzzle wise is boggling my mind. I'm like, I tried everything. I'm like, why is it not working? I think which something, part is it? It's, um, goodness. Uh, I know it's a big gap thing, and you gotta try to get to. One side. It's like I think you like using your force powers. I cannot think of it. Um but it's just uh goodness. I cannot yeah. think. I'll have to I'll have to uh cut it on and I'll tell you uh later. Okay. Uh but man, there's a twist in that game that I did not see coming. Like I I saw one of the twists coming, but mm-hmm. the second there is a second twist, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I did not see that coming. Totally didn't see that coming, man. It was uh it was shocking. Uh but I, I really enjoyed the combat. I enjoyed the puzzles, I enjoyed the kind of the exploration part of it, although I'm not like a mm. big because the first one was really kind of like Metroid-y where you had a lot of backtracking and a lot of you know, going one place, backtracking, going to another another place. Uh in a way it kind of feels this almost feels the same, but I think it's not much. Yeah, it's not much. Plus, there's fast travel, so that really helps a lot. Uh, because the mm. first one does not have fast travel, and it was it was a slog, man. That first game, like there were there were parts in that first game where I didn't know how to get back to the mantis, and I was just like, "Well, I I don't know how to get back because I don't know if I don't have the right power or what." But I mean, I would figure it out. But like, there were parts where I literally thought I was stuck. Uh, so having the fast travel in this game is very nice uh i like cal and <laughs> i like That's cal and <laughs> cal and Marin's uh relationship i really like their chemistry and uh it, it was really fun to revisit these characters i am really excited for a third game so i i finished that i played a lot of vampire survivors because <laughs> i needed a palate cleanser <laughs> And then uh, the last game I played was a Plague Tale Innocence. I 
I bought it on a whim like a month and a half ago when it, it was like eleven dollars. I was yeah. like, OK, you know, everybody says this game's amazing. Uh, I'm going to play it at some point and uh, we'll see. And so I was like, I needed a game after Jedi Survivor, a short game. I was like, you know what? Let's try this out. And I'm in love with the game. It's not the it's not the best game in the world, right? It's it's definitely like a double A type experience. But this is the second game, right? A Plague Tale Innocence is the first game. The first one. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm like, it's a very sweet story. Now, granted, the backdrop of this game is very violent and like <laughs> it's very dark. But the story they're telling of like this sister who doesn't know her brother very well and he's very sick and her whole the whole story is like her and him traveling to escape the the bad guys. Uh, it's it's set against the uh, the plague in France uh, and Amicia is like one of the just I it I I want people to play this game. I don't care if you play the cloud switch version or uh on xbox or playstation uh but people should at least play this game uh, i i wasn't really sure if i liked it until i got to chapter three uh the chapters are pretty mm-hmm. short um the thing that's refreshing about this game is it's actually very linear <laughs> it's like almost to a fault linear um there are some open areas also it's a stealth game which i didn't know uh yeah before i went in i mean light stealth you know it's it's there's very light combat in it if at all like there's a in one of the first couple chapters there's like a quote-unquote boss fight but uh it's basically just slingshotting someone um and taking them out but it's a very great game it's a very sweet story against a dark you know dark backdrop but um I really like it and it's like I want to finish this game so I can play the next one uh, because it's on Game Pass and uh, I don't know. It's 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 just a, a nice experience and I've I've been playing like one chapter a night. They're relatively short. Like that's kind of what I'm aiming for is like, OK, it's mm-hmm. 16 chapters. If I play one or two chapters a night, you know, I can finish it in like a week and a half, whatever. Uh, and I kind of am playing it like it's a, a TV show, episodic TV show, uh, which is like really kind of enhancing the experience because like I'll stop myself and I'm like, I can't wait to what's next. So I'm going to wait and play it tomorrow and like be excited to play it, you know. Um, So that's kind of all I've been playing. Uh, I'm kind of just uh, at a standstill until I guess until Starfield comes out because I'll I'll try Starfield for a little bit. I, I doubt I'll be playing a lot of Starfield, but it is a game that I think I need to play at least a little bit. Yeah, then, I know. Uh, next next Thursday, I'm I'm buying it digitally, and then gonna let it do the pre-install. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after Starfield, oh, Assassin's Creed comes out also soon, which I'm very excited for Assassin's Creed. But you know, it's Assassin's Creed, and then Mario Wonder. I'm really excited for Mario Wonder and Sonic Superstars too. I'm really excited for that too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. that's. I- Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was just about to say, I'm kind of proud of you, Corey, because this is a year that you beat a lot of games. I wouldn't say a lot, but I've definitely beaten and played a lot more games this year. 
Um, compared then, to past years, yeah, you this this year you be beaten a lot. Well, that's the other reason for like a lot of these changes too, right? Is like I feel like I'm going into a lot of podcasts. Like, I'll play, I'll try to play a little bit of a game before we go in to a podcast, just so I can say I played something. Or and there have been times where I just, you know, especially on Boss Rush podcast, where I just skipped saying, "Oh, well, I didn't play anything this week," but you know, we're gonna move on anyway, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've really been trying to play more games um, and then play a lot more of a lot. You know, like the one thing I want to do is play a lot of of a game, you know, and uh, that's a lot of what these changes are for, too, to give me more time to, you know, not only do other things like, you know, spend time with family or, you know, watch shows with my wife or whatever, but also to like play more games and actually be a part of a conversation. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, a new game or an old game or a game for book club or something. Right. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an interesting year. I, there's still games that I want to play, right? Like I haven't touched Pikmin four yet, which is something that I really want to play. Um, I'm a little, I'm, I mean the rest of the year aside from Assassin's Creed and Mario is kind of like, uh, kind of like a you know a shoulder shrug at this point because like there's not a lot of games this fall that I'm really excited for you know mm. um, but yeah I mean I, I I'm gonna continue playing oh Sea of Stars comes out soon too which is something I want to at least try I don't know how well it's what? gonna be on Game Pass it is I know uh, which I'll probably play it there and if if I really enjoy it then I'll get it on Switch um but also those physical copies are coming next year. So, you know, that's that's been the goal, though, right, is to play more uh, mm-hmm. and, and at least invest more time in, in games, too. So I'm also going to try to go back to certain games that I started and didn't finish. Like Psychonauts 2 is one that I have circled on my list. Yeah, I need to finish that one. Yeah, Gears Tactics is one that's on my list that I need to finish. I need to finish Link's Awakening and Mario 3D World because I'm at the end, literally at the end of those games. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, that's one thing definitely with Xbox um, and, and Nintendo, actually, uh, before I get to any Sony stuff, i am really been trying to finish a lot of first-party games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the that's the other thing, too, is like Final Fantasy 16 is still on, on deck, too, and I'm just like... I'm not going to be on the book club, so I'm just like, I'll get to it when I get to it. But that's a game that I really want to play. I'm not like I'm not really interested in Spider-Man, to be honest. I didn't really care for the first one. I'm like, I played this game 20 years ago, (laughs) 20 years ago. I just need to finish Spider-Man. Yeah, I I didn't even bother. You know, I I mean, maybe if I went back to it, right, like maybe I should try to play it and finish it. Maybe I'll change my mind, Uh, especially like if the Wolverine game that's coming out is tied mm-hmm. to Spider-Man in any sort of way, like maybe I should, you know, if Sony's making some sort of Marvel universe, Insomniac, the Insomniac Marvel <laughs> verse, uh, maybe I should try it. But at this point, you know, I'll, I'll play them when I play them. I'm not really the, I mean, to be honest, the next PlayStation exclusive I'm interested in is uncharted five when it eventually gets announced and comes out. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's for me. It's Ghost of Tsushima too. Yeah. Like, See, I didn't play the first Ghost of Tsushima, and I didn't. I didn't finish Horizon. I didn't finish God of War. 
but yeah, that, that's why. Like, before I get my PlayStation Five, I do want to finish some games up before I get yeah. those first games. Yeah, so out of where I don't have to worry about. <laughs> Ed, what are you? What are you? What are you playing? Uh, so I completed. Um, I'm still working on Pikmin 4 doing the uh, next chapter, um, but I did get 100% for all three of the chapters that the main game is uh, gives you. Um, so um, I'm at the last tempo in Legend of Zelda Oracle Season, so I got to work through my, my way through there uh, and then, you know, like finish that so I can hop into ages. Um Played a little bit of Rental Edge, which is like a Metroidvania game that mm-hmm. I kind of brought a couple of months ago. Um, played a little bit of Shredder's Revenge, um, you know, just, you know, uh, leveling up some of the characters that I didn't uh, play as. Um, but that's kind of it for Switch. Um, and then I just got back into playing my Xbox because um, I wasn't playing it because I didn't charge up my batteries. Uh, for a while, so I uh, just recharged them, um, and I started uh, Wolfenstein Two. Yeah, uh, which I which I already beat it on PlayStation Four, but I'm playing it on Xbox. Since, like I said, I got that connection. Um, I'm playing it on very easy because I'm like I already beat the game, so I already know what's going to come and stuff. Um, yeah. and then I'm, I'm playing like a dragon Isha. Uh, it's like the Yakuza when they were back in the um. Mm samurai days so Mm -hmm. uh played that um i picked up soft of the circle um because there is a chill hop that took that game soundtrack and did it and it was on sale so uh i tried it there's one i think called uh blue force or something uh i think it's free for xbox live gold players um I think someone said that it's a mix of uh, a puzzle game and Zelda. So uh, I'll check that out later. Um, but pretty much that's all I've been playing. I will be getting to uh, some of my past games that uh, that I brought uh, and stuff. Like I'm going to be starting back up with Kirby's Dreamland, Return to Dreamland, because uh, it's sitting in my face. I'm like, you know what? I need to finish this Kirby game. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play that and get all the way through. Um, and then, like a lot of my first party, like I said, a lot of my first party Switch games and Xbox games, I'm going to be getting through. I, I think what I'm, what my plan is, I think Corey, is that I'm going to go year by year. So mm-hmm. all my stuff from 2017, 18, 19, and so forth, all the games that I have first party wise that came out that year, I feel like I'm going to finish work on it trying to finish and get my yoshi coins and stuff mm-hmm. uh, before the yeah. end of the year yeah that's kind of been like a kind of like an unofficial goal of mine too especially for like xbox and nintendo it was like okay well 2017 the switch came out right so like i really want to mm-hmm. go back and finish some of the games that i missed starting in 2017 and hopefully this will get easier over the next couple months I also mm-hmm. want to do that with Xbox from the beginning of Xbox One. I know that sounds like a lot of, you know, at least the first party stuff. I know that sounds like a lot, yeah. like a big, because like I never finished Quantum Break, even though I loved it. I never finished ReCore, even though I thought it was okay. I never finished Sunset Record. Overdrive, even though I, 
I played like 10 hours of. Uh, I know Recore is not great, but I still want to play it because they did do that updated edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do want to do some of that stuff. I do want to try some of the stuff that Microsoft published, but, uh, you know, internal studios didn't really do. Uh, so that's those are kind of things that I want to do over the next you know year or so. And uh, and, you know, when we transition, obviously, I want to do the Nintendo stuff because we're about to transition into a new generation, right? Like, yeah. And I I know, like, once this new generation starts, I'm going to be putting my switch away, especially if this is uh, especially if this is some sort of switch like device. Right. And mm-hmm. it's backwards compatible. Like, there's no need to have my switch out. Right. I, I mean, I'll keep my launch one out because my kids will probably be old enough to at least understand it at that point if they're interested in playing it. Uh, but if they're not, you know, that these consoles are going to be packed away and it's kind of sad, you know, I mean, it's the same thing as when I put my Xbox one away, you know, like it's kind of sad, but it's always sad when a new generation comes out and you have to put your old stuff away. Cause you're like, oh, we had so many good memories together. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I keep I keep a lot of my old stuff out sometimes. Uh, like I still got my Xbox One out, mm-hmm. um, but I'll probably end up putting that away because, I mean, I, I think I'll I'll keep it out if it, the game is not backwards compatible, uh, mm-hmm. like if, or or something. Um, but if it is, then I'll be like, okay, I have my good times. I'm going to disconnect this uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this external yeah. drive, and thanks for the memories. Pack, pack, pack. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the next Nintendo console is not backwards compatible, uh, I will be keeping my switch out for a while, but if not, if it is, then I'm like, well, shoot. Yeah. Anyways, enough of enough, enough switch to talk. We had to get it in there though. So I can put it in the title and say, we talked about it (laughs) to get those. (laughs) Uh, Well, Corey, it's time for Femi News. Take it It away. It is time for Femi News. So there's going to be two sections to Femi News now. Obviously, the main section of all the Nintendo news. But if there's a story about one of the other consoles that is interesting to us, then there's going to be a section called the other side, which is, you know, basically just an, uh, an Xbox or PlayStation or both like one story. So we'll get into family news now. This is the Nintendo section, everybody, because this is Nintendo Power Block. Announced today, Ed, Charles Martinet is stepping away from voicing our favorite Mushroom Kingdom characters. In a post this morning on Nintendo's social media channels, the company announced that the longtime voice actor for Mario, Luigi, and many other beloved characters will be moving on from voice acting these iconic characters to be an ambassador for the company. Specifically, the Mario ambassador, uh, Charles Martinet. Nay, is it Nay or Net? I've heard it both ways. Net. I don't know. Uh, Charles Martinet will travel uh, for Nintendo to be an ambassador, kind of for the company and for Mario, and you know, do cons and sign autographs and take pictures and stuff. Probably when a new console comes out, he'll be there. Uh, but he will no longer be voicing Mario or any of the characters. Because he does them all, right? I mean, he does Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, and probably a couple others, I'm sure. Yeah. But how do you feel, Ed? I know that was a big. I know that was the big 
commotion on social media today. I. So, you know, I, I, I took a breath to be like, oh, I thought this was going to be such a serious thing. Um, but I think, you know, him being becoming an ambassador, that's a good thing for him. I'm, I'm really not like, oh, I'm going to miss him so much. Like, I'm not really hit that hard emotionally, but uh, I am happy for all the work that he did with the Mario series for Nintendo. And mm-hmm. to see what his new venture is going to be, it's going to be exciting. So, um, yeah, I wasn't hit. I wasn't hit too hard or anything uh, with that. Uh, you know, when I see something like that from Nintendo, I'd be like, "Oh, oh what is what, what's going on?" And stuff. I was like, "Please don't let let it be nothing with me, Omoto. <laughs> please don't, please don't, please don't." Uh, but when I read it, I was just like, "Okay, um, you know, he's retiring from." The Mario series, uh, and I think that's good that he, they're still going to let him be a ambassador and he'll be, you know, going on tours and stuff like that where people can meet him. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's going to be really interesting. Although, I mean, he's been voicing Mario since 1996, really. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Mario 64, right? I mean, that's where he yeah. kind of began and. You know, I I don't know if any, I mean I don't I don't know if they maybe he signs something to say that they can use his voice in perpetuity from all the games that he's been a part of, right? Or you know, I mean that I mean that's what James Earl Jones did for stuff like Darth Vader and Mufasa and you know iconic characters that he's played, right? Uh, I don't I don't know if he did that or not, or if they'll find a new voice actor, or maybe since the movie was so big that they would go in the. Uh, new yorker brooklyn style accent moving forward uh, because they want to keep that company synergy maybe i don't know i think uh i think mario wonder will probably be the one of the last games he voices mario in unless they you know no they announced in origin that he's not going to be voicing the characters oh really and mario wonder really that's interesting yeah so it's all new it's, uh, it's all new voices so i think um when we find out who is voicing them, we'll uh, we'll be able to know. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, we do have a question about this. Uh, we're jumping. Uh, we're mo- we move this question up from question block. Everybody, uh, David Lasby writes in. Uh, wait, where did my news go? There it is. Okay, he writes in uh, via Discord. He says, "Who do you want to take over the voice of Mario?" Um, Keith David. <laughs> That's a joke. He's taking over Zavala and Destiny. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I bet three people who listen to the show got that reference. <laughs> Be like, uh, woohoo! I like, I know his voice and everything. Um, at this point in time, I I really don't know. I really can't say. D- definitely not Chris Pratt. Uh, that's not about. That's not about to happen. I mean, they're not um, going to pay him to just, voice Mario in a video game, are they? I mean, that that would right. be kind I'm of like, and that's just that's just a whole bunch of sound effects and everything that he's mm-hmm. going to do. Um, so that's what I'm like. Uh, that's what I'm saying, though. Like Mario doesn't really talk; he just makes like noises, you know. And right, you can use the old noises for the new games, right? I mean, that seems plausible, especially the right. way things are going at this point. But 
Anyway, uh, so, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt but, you. No, 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 you're fine. Uh, I, I just don't know at this time. Um, uh, not even from anime voice actors or anything. I, I think they're just gonna get find someone like do auditions or they already found who the new person is, but they can't reveal it until the game comes out. Because that's kind of happened with Xenoblade Chronicles 3, where a lot of their uh, games, just like, a lot of the voice actors can't reveal themselves until the game comes out. So, um, I think we, I think they have someone, but we just don't know who they are until the game is revealed. So, um, at this time, I really don't have an answer for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a an answer for it either. I I think I think they need to I mean, I I trust Nintendo, but I think it's just going to be somebody a little bit maybe I don't want this to sound mean, but like a little bit younger and somebody who can do it for the next 20 years since he did it for mm-hmm. 25 plus years, you know. Uh but also like if they do move in a new direction where Mario might start talking more, they might just want to get somebody who can deliver some sort of you know at least some sort of lines during the next game uh, the next big 3d mario game you know like i don't know man this this is still like super fresh to us at this point and there's a lot of good voice actors out there uh i mean look what they did with 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 breath of the wild uh what Mm -hmm. i assume they're gonna do with metroid prime 4 with what i assume they're gonna do with uh you know whatever the next couple games are i mean does that mean i mean does that mean that he's not voicing luigi in luigi's mansion like does that mean you know that i mean there's a lot of things to still question about this you know i mean it's it's weird it's it's going to be weird since i've been hearing this man's voice since i was nine years old right ten years old playing this character it's gonna be weird it was weird when i watched the mario movie a little bit uh but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah. I th- I think we all can say that we appreciate his work and his efforts bringing this character to life, especially in the 3D space and how magical that was the first time we heard mm-hmm. Mario in Mario 64 when he jumped out of the warp pipe. Right. And, you know, when you do the triple jump for the first time or when you, ju- you know, go to the top of the tree and do the handstand and jump off or, you know, various sounds and voices and stuff over the years so um charles martinet's run as mario's over but never underappreciated all right ed should we move on to the next one yes let's do it this is something that we talked about maybe a week ago maybe a little bit less than that uh former xbox community guy larry herb aka xbox lives major nelson or formerly of Xbox uh, visited Nintendo's HQ the other day with many Nintendo fans speculating that his next quote unquote chapter may be with Nintendo. Uh, though we know that obviously Nintendo's uh, American headquarters are literally right across the street from Microsoft's and he could have just been visiting. Uh, this has a lot of speculation going around. His badge did say visitor. Um, he was there on August 18th or something. I want to say, so I guess yeah. it was a couple of days ago we talked about this. But should we be reading more into this as Nintendo fans? Do we think he's coming over to do something or is this just like a nice, happy whatever? I think this is a nice, happy thing. Um, because 
uh, no knock against Major Nelson. I I think Nintendo doesn't need him. Um, and I think he's done so much work for Xbox. Uh, you know, whatever his new next adventure is gonna be, whether it be game related or not, I think he wants to probably take a break from doing anything game related. So, with the good relationship that Microsoft and Nintendo has, it's cool that you know he comes and be able to visit. I, I feel like Phil Spencer them visit Nintendo, uh, headquarters. Not not as much, uh. That I that I that most of us would think, but I have a feeling that Phil Spencer goes over to Nintendo um, and talks to him business business wise or something or visit and everything. So I I don't really dig much into it um, and everything. And of course, Major Nelson also just said just visiting dot 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 like mm-hmm. you know. Nothing to dive in to be like, oh, I'm going for a job interview or anything. I don't see Major Nelson going to Nintendo to like betraying, not betraying Microsoft or anything. But I think he, you know, just went there to go visit, probably talk to Doug Bowser and all of that stuff, um, Mm -hmm. and everything. Like, I think it's just a personal thing for him. Yeah, I think it would be really interesting for him to move on to Nintendo, though. Um, I mean. He's he did such a great job with the the Xbox podcast. He did, you know, I mean, he could do really well on the Nintendo Power podcast with Chris Slate like that Mm -hmm. show. Like as much as I want to like that show. I mean, they could really use like a co-host on that show, you know, like Chris Slate's a good host. But like that wrote there's like a rotating cast. Uh, Also, they can make it more than once a month. I, I get the idea of having Nintendo the Nintendo Power podcast once a month, right? Because that's obviously what the the magazine was. Uh, but I think it would be interesting to have him help co-host that, maybe kind of grow the Nintendo f- community the way that he grew the Xbox community. Like, I know he's mm-hmm. kind of been less and less the face of Xbox over the last decade or so, but like you can't deny, especially like when Xbox Live came out and especially in the 360 days in the early Xbox One days, oh, yeah. he was the face of Xbox, right? Like he, he put out that work during 360. Yeah. And like the Major Nelson blog and, you know, his, you know, the Major Nelson podcast, which became the official Xbox podcast, right? Like he did a lot for Xbox uh, and yeah. built that community and made that community loyal, really. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, Xbox... Let's not sugarcoat it. Xbox has had some had some downer years the last decade or so, right? And mm-hmm. he kept that community together and he was a big part of that. And I know like Jeff Rubenstein and you know, uh um who's the other the who's the other co-host, the girl that co-hosts the show with them. Gosh, I always forget her name. I think her name's Rebecca. Um, you know, she co-hosts the show and they like they're great and they'll you know, and Malik is there and like they have a great community uh team now right and he's able to step away because of that great community team stein uh, obviously on social media is great uh and obviously like phil and sarah bond and you know uh, uh aaron greenberg and um pete hines from bethesda todd howard from bethesda like there's a big team there that can be the face of xbox now that he doesn't have to yes. do that and it would be really interesting to for Nintendo to have a more public facing community person 
that, uh, you know, I think, I mean, I don't know any community people for Nintendo, right? I mean, Nintendo is so private. It's the complete opposite of Xbox. So it would be really interesting for him to take over that and kind of have a more open community and more open channels with a community that is so, you know, wrapped up, right? Not like Mm -hmm. announcing games before they're supposed to or anything, but just like make the community feel like they're a community and not just fans. Because that's one thing Nintendo's right. not very good at, you know, is is like, yeah, we're all fans of Nintendo, but I don't I don't feel like a community with other Nintendo fans the way I do with some Xbox people, right? Um and also with like a product launch, he's very good at, you know, keeping morale high and being excited for a, a product launch. Like that'd be a really interesting get for Nintendo. I know he's I know Major Nelson did you know he's like sixty five years old or sixty two or something? I didn't know that. I knew he yeah. had the gray hair because of the picture. I'm like, oh, he he cut his hair and everything. I'm like, how old is this guy? Yeah, he's uh. Oh wait, that's not the right Larry. <laughs> that's not the right Larry here. Uh, let's see. Hold on, I gotta get this right because I don't want to make him older than he is because he's he still feels like super young, right? Like, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. It doesn't say because I know he. Yeah, because I knew he was older. Um, Yeah, but I didn't know that he was like up there in age. Yeah. So because I think he's because he's been with Microsoft for for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean he's uh, (sighs) he's an icon, and that would be that would be a really big get for that for them. You know, it, even if it's just for like the next five or ten years, you know, just to mm-hmm. have someone that's a stable community guy and knows how to keep now people excited. I would tell you what would be the a big story if that happened. A uh, Bill Trinidad left uh, Nintendo to go to Microsoft. That would be huge. Yeah, but dude, Bill Trenton is so important in Nintendo. Like he's their trans he's their, I like, know. translator guy. I mean, like that'd be great yeah. for Xbox to talk to try to get Japanese companies in the door, but Bill Trent I mean, dude, he's he's Miyamoto and and Anuma's translator when they come over. Like he's, yeah. he's the tra- dude, he's the translator. He's, he's not going anywhere. He he's even though he's like in the background. In a point like Major Nelson, he's been a big figure for Nintendo. I mean, yeah, Reggie Fizeme was too, but I'm like Bill Trinning, like he That's started thing. off doing some of the, the Nintendo directs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, he, he did the whole was, he did the whole treehouse for Bre- for Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so he like he is mm-hmm. or was part of the face of Nintendo. Like his mm-hmm. his role is very important. We don't see a lot of what he's doing because he's probably just like. Work mm-hmm. for him probably just got crazy with the yeah. success of Switch. Yeah, and that's the thing too is like they never really replaced Reggie, right? I mean, no offense to Doug Bowser, but he's kind of boring, right? He's no Reggie. <laughs> um, and like Reggie was the face of Nintendo for so long, and Nintendo mm-hmm. hasn't had a yeah. face of the company, f- you know, in forever. And I know Major Nelson will always be the face of of the xbox community at least for another you know few years until people kind of grow out of that or kind of forget or whatever but like 
he would be a pretty good face to have for a little while, you know? I mean, I kind of thought that, you know, Kit and Krista were going to be that for a while, and then they obviously left to do their own thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, I don't know. This would this could be really interesting. It could get, you know, it would be like almost like a, like a infiltration of Microsoft into Nintendo to have like a better relationship with them for future whatever, right? Like, especially with like Call of Duty and the Activision mm. acquisition and uh, I, maybe even trying to get Game Pass onto whatever Nintendo's next console is, you know, some sort of curated version. Be interesting, man. I mean, all, all this clearly is hypothetical and fan wishes and whatever, but like, be interesting it'd be really i mean which you i mean but which i don't know if we should do this expression pass of a trade of a trade microsoft get <laughs> yeah microsoft get bill trinning and we and nintendo got major nelson oh, like how would that look or someone from sony the past sony days Came in to one to either one. Okay, Bill Trinder goes to Microsoft. Major Nelson goes to Nintendo, and two people who used to be work do Sony PlayStation goes to either one. Like that would be kind of be insane. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their roles would be, but I think the talk community talk would definitely be big. Microsoft and them talking about Bill Trinity, you know, getting them. Oh, they they would be like, what are we in for? We know what we have with Bill Trinity. But what would what you know, what would Microsoft be in for? You know, mm-hmm. because Microsoft had um the one guy from the indie games mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Uh when he was doing the uh Nindies and stuff, he left and he da- went to Microsoft. Uh Dan Adelman? No, I think so. Yeah, that, that's um, is it? No, I don't think that's right. Uh, no, it was the uh, it was the black guy. Um, no, no, it was a white guy. Was it the black guy? Yeah, the black guy came uh over the the Nindies after uh, what's his name left. Oh man, uh, I'm looking it up because he because when they were doing the idea Xbox, he had showed up, and we were just like. Oh, that's the guy from the Nintendo. Nintendo um, Direct. Yeah, I'm. Uh, all these are saying. All this is saying. No. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Um. So, I mean, that would that would literally be an interesting. I might have to uh, ask that question to Luke Lore and see what he says. <laughs> for uh, XCP, be like if Nintendo got Major Nelson and Microsoft got Bill Trinan, what do you think you guys would be in? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. We are moving on. Uh, speculation, uh, Ed. We talked about this like right when you went on break. This was the first story we added to the doc, actually, and <laughs> it's just kind of mm-hmm. moved it down just because. Uh, any other week, this might have been the number one story. <laughs> Speculation yeah. revolves around Mercury Steam as the studio says they are, quote, hard at work on two new projects. Ed, what could they be? I mean, I, clearly one is a Metroid sequel. 
uh, I think. I, I think that's probably the worst kept secret is a 2D Metroid sequel. I don't think so. I do. We'll get it. A thousand we'll, we'll percent. Get it thousand percent. We'll the other it. one, the other we'll... one is, the other one's probably some sort of 2D Konami game, like a like a Castlevania game. Well, they well, and uh, you want to read the story to him, Corey? No, but I will. Uh, let me open the link here. Uh, let's see. This is from our friends over at Video Games Chronicle. Uh, Metroid developer Mercury Stevens working on two unannounced projects. Uh, that's according to the latest earnings from Nordisk Games, which owns a minority stake in the developer. According to the filings, the studio is working on two large undisclosed titles. It's likely that one of the games that's being referred to is is the fantasy title that the studio is working on publishing with with publisher 505 Games, uh, of which have yet to be fully shared. However, the identity of the second title is unknown. Codename Project Iron, the multi-platform fantasy game, has an, an initial ad pop-up. Gross. Get out of here. Uh, has an initial development budget of th- uh, about $30 million. Quote, we are thrilled to work with the team at Mercury Steam, a proven studio that over the years has created numerous phenomenal IPs, uh, including the recent hit release Metroid Dread in partnership with Nintendo. Um, the co-CEOs of Digital Bros at the time of the announcement. Uh, quote with, uh-oh, Ed's phone's ringing Hollywood. <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. Keep going. Mute it. Uh <laughs> With Mercury Steam's creative vision and talent and 505 Games extensive experience, uh, gamers can expect a high-quality, uh, captivating, and engaging video game. Mercury Steam CEO uh, Einrich Alvarez um, recently gave an interview discussing success of Metroid Dread and the allegations that working with Nintendo was chaotic. Uh, speaking to Game Reactor, Alvarez spoke of working with the publisher on the Metroid franchise. Quote, we have an excellent understanding of each other. It's fair to say that over time we became friends and they are super talented people, super hardworking people. They have a work ethic that is unbeatable and they are open to accepting new ideas and trying them. In 2021, it was alleged that the development of the game was, quote, chaotic. However, in response to this, Alvarez was has pointed to the game's success as a rebuttal. Metroid Dread is the franchise's best-selling game. Although public sales data for the entire Metroid series series is hard to come by, it is, after all, 35 years old. No Metroid title has ever been reported to sell more than 3 million units. Retro Studios claims in 2007 that Prime 1 and 2 sold over 2 million units. Uh, The Metroid... Okay. So, um, I still think one of them is a Metroid game. I I didn't know about this fantasy title. Um, but yeah, I, so I think, I, I think one of them, I mean, clearly they want to do something a little bit more ambitious than a 2d Castlevania or Metroid game. Right. I mean, they've done two mm-hmm. Metroid games and before that they did the, uh, Castlevania Lord of shadow, the two, the two, the 2d game that they made, uh, for the yeah. DS, uh, 3ds, DS, one of those. And so I think they, they want to try something a little bit more ambitious, but also it sounds like they want to keep that partnership with Nintendo going. I still think it's a 2d Metroid game. Uh, they are very good at it, obviously be, um, you know, based on the two, the 3ds game and then the, the switch game, right? Like they're clearly mm-hmm. very good at it. And Nintendo clearly likes to work with them. So I think 
that's what's happening. So I don't think so. I think it's of another. You, you still think Arms Two is coming? <laughs> and I, I believe that. But but this is the thing about it because I feel like Mercury Steam is um, they they got their reputation back in a sense after that last Castlevania game that they did on uh, PS3. Yeah. Um, before they started doing the Metroid games, mm-hmm. so now that they kind of got their reputation back, um, I don't think they're working with Nintendo just yet because I think they're going to start working with them maybe. I would say the second year when their next gen system is released because um, definitely when it, the, their next console, next gen console gets announced, they're getting a dev kit. Like, mm-hmm. like there's they no might, doubt I mean, that they Nintendo's might already have one. They might already have one. I, see, see, that's what I, I, I'm iffy about that. I know they said key de- developers and stuff, but. I don't know if Mercury Steam... Yes, Mercury Steam has a good partnership, but I don't know if Nintendo has seen them as a key developer just yet. I know they they see them as a developer they want to continue to work with. So, Mm -hmm. yes, we're going to give you one, but I don't think they're going to give them one just now. Uh, Because, like, yes, Dread being being very successful, Metroid 6, I feel like it's going to take time for them to do. Definitely when Metroid Prime 4 is on... Mm -hmm. AKA the horizon once yeah. we see more of it and get a release date and everything. So I, I just feel like Mercury Steam, they going to, they are going to uh be working on another project, but we didn't even know that they were doing dread. Like they Mercury Steam uh, went ghost yeah. after their last like interview. Like even after Seven's return, they said they was doing a, a game that they wanted to release by themselves. And I, they released it. They did. They went ghost after that. And then when Dread got released and we seen it uh, in in action, I'm like, oh, so that's what y'all been working with? Okay, mm-hmm. now I understand why y'all went ghost all those all that time because y'all was working with Nitty, and you know Nitty keeps things try does their best to keep things quiet. Okay, cool. If there are not, if there's two unannounced games that. That the Nordisk games, their filing company stuff is announcing, it's definitely not a Nintendo game. Nintendo mm-hmm. be like, don't even say nothing. Now, after their two games come out, you know, they probably are working on the game with Nintendo, but just not now. So I, that's why I think their next game, the, the second game that they're working with, is probably. Uh, another third-party game that's going to probably be multi-platform or PC only. Who knows? But I definitely don't think it's with a Nintendo game at this time. I mean, I, I see your point. Like, I do think... I mean, I think another 2D Metroid game from them is coming. Maybe, oh, it's, yeah. part of, maybe it's part of this. Maybe it's not. Uh, it, and you you did make a good point, and I kind of... <laughs> Kind of forgot Metroid Prime 4 was a thing. So, like, they're not going to put out a 2D Metroid. Well, I mean, I guess they have before, right? I mean, Metroid Fusion and Metroid Prime came out on the same day, right? So, uh, bonkers I mean, on that. I d- Here's the thing, though. I mean, they're not doing two consoles anymore, right? I mean, they're only sticking to the one hybrid, so they're not going to release two Metroid games on the same day. Right. But I wonder if people are actually more excited for a new 2D Metroid game and not Metroid Prime 4 at this point. I mean, Metroid Prime Remastered was great. And I do mm-hmm. expect the other two games to be coming within the next year before the next console. 
But and this is a this is a big but. I think that Dread revitalized everybody's love for 2D Metroids. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I think a Metroid 6 would, would be way more I think people would be way more enthusiastic about Metroid 6 than they would about and then they would be about Metroid it's, Prime 4. At this and point. they announced I mean they they said that once they get start working on Metroid 6 it's a new story. It's completely mm-hmm. brand new. Yeah. stuff. Now if I was to give in to the story and they said they were making something for Nintendo, I think Mercury Steam is making Donkey Kong. A 2D mm. Donkey Kong. Yeah. Rare, I mean, a rare. Retro's too busy with Metroid Prime. And so, if there is a want for a new Donkey Kong game, Mercury Steam got it. Because everybody else is probably like. Everybody else is probably doing like Mario Luigi or a, a remake, Link remake, or uh HD remaster or something. Like, if we are still in thinking about games going f- going for just still on Switch, the mm-hmm. other partners developers that they're working with is still on there. Now, mm-hmm. if their next gen system is like uh with development kits and stuff being out. I can see nothing being said from Platinum. I can Uh see nothing really being said from Bandai Neko or Square Enix. Uh Uh, uh, Grezzo. I can see them not nothing being said with them. Um, I don't know what Treehouse is doing or anything. If they're localizing something. Um, uh, The people who did, like, Intelligent System, uh, even though they released Fire Emblem, uh, that their new Fire Emblem game, they're probably quiet with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Capcom probably got a dev kit to make another exclusive Monster Hunter game. So they may be doing, okay, here go Series X and here go PlayStation 5's Monster Hunter. You guys got your own. Now we're working on Nintendo's next-gen version of a Monster Hunter game. Like, mm-hmm. I see that happening. But if they're going to do, like, a lot of their IP, I think that Mercury system... Uh, Mercury Steam has the next Donkey Kong or something. Un- unless, for the love of it all, and this would never happen, that they somehow, had, I mean, besides Samus Returns, am upgrading that, mm-hmm. not making it not look like the 3DS version, but they re- remade that game that, that Samus Returns looked like Metroid Dread. I mean, I think they, I think, I think they could do that. I think they could, I think they could totally do that. I, I mean, we're already seeing it, right? A lot of the next, you know, at least the next six months or eight months or so is, Mm -hmm. you know, these smaller titles, uh, remasters, remakes. I mean, the 2D Mario game, like, I don't want to take anything away from designing a 2D Mario game because I know it takes a ton of work, but it's not the next big Mario game, right? Like, it's not the next big 3D Mario game that people are expecting right. to launch with the next console. And I think we're seeing a lot of smaller projects. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Samus returns get ported or, I mean, um, uh, a link between worlds get ported. Donkey Kong country returns the Wii game get ported over. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think a lot of the 3ds and Wii games are going to start moving over. I still think we're getting another Zelda game this year. Uh, I didn't think so at first, but I don't think we're getting DLC for Tears of the Kingdom. And if you want to fill out this fall 
like adding a Zelda game in there, I think would be a smart move. Uh, I would honestly, I would pick Wind Waker over Twilight Princess at this point as as a business person, uh, just mm. because like you want those colors to pop on an OLED for people who play in handheld mode. Uh, it's the mm-hmm. one game that's stuck on two consoles that didn't sell. Twilight Princess was on the Wii and sold a ton of copies, right? So uh, not a ton, but you know what I mean? Like it's it's on a console that sold well. Uh, and then Twilight Princess would be maybe mid next year or something. But I think you're going to start seeing a lot of stuff like that. Uh, I actually saw, I don't know how recent this interview was, but um, Sakaguchi was talking about the last story um at some point um i think it was in uh some sort of they were talking about the company and in the interview and uh you know fantasian is the game that they have on on phones right now although there might be a console port coming of that game which would be oh just incredible Mm. Uh, man mist walker man those game like their slate of games are like they are can't misses right lost odyssey on xbox is incredible last story for Wii is incredible like they just they just need the marketing and exposure Um, i mean i think the switch would have been a perfect perfect console to have those remasters come out oh heck yeah dude the last the uh, last story hd Uh hit a switch even though this is a year for RPGs, like a crazy year, dude, if you brought that game out next February or mm-hmm. next March, when mm-hmm. it's kind of, or even January, when it's kind of like cooling down for JRPGs, uh-huh. dude, let that get, if that game was the leading game for JRPGs for any console, that mug is going to sell. Dude, that game was amazing. I mean, and it didn't because it came out so late in the Wii's life cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was part of the the three game. What was it called? Operation Rainfall or whatever to get those. Yeah. Uh, three JRPGs that weren't going to get ported. It was that. It was last story. It was Pandora's Tower. I think it was called. Tower. And then and then Xenoblade. Yep. And Xenoblade's the one that took off. And yeah, I'm going to be 100 percent honest. The last story is way better than Xenoblade Chronicles one. In my opinion, uh, but nobody bought it, and I mean, and then they resorted to making and, phone games. And, so, and I, and I understand why nobody bought it because there was such a limited release. They didn't do no pre-orders for it. You literally, I pre-ordered mine. Asking, you, I pre-ordered you the collector's lucky. edition. You really got lucky because, like, even GameStop, Best Buy, nobody was at. Was uh, asking for pre-orders. Well, I pre I pre-ordered my game. collector's edition from GameStop. I saw the receipt in the box. In the box. You uh, you you literally got lucky because none of the GameStops was offering it here. Well, the thing is, is like GameStop had the exclusive pre-orders on Last Story and Xenoblade. Remember when Xenoblade yeah, Chronicles Xenoblade? was the was a GameStop mm-hmm. exclusive? Which is I ridiculous. went and pre-ordered I went and pre-ordered because I got mm-hmm. like. That collector's edition, all the stuff, but the last story they were they were not offering it at mm. all. Man, I st- man, dude, that that collector's edition box and the art book that came with it and the soundtrack, oh, mm-hmm. so good. So and and that's why I feel like Miss Walker 
if they were to work with Nintendo and if Nintendo would start, I'd like, dude, put this game out. If you just want to do digital, that's fine. I'm cool with it. But you know people are going to up that coin mm-hmm. to give y'all, if y'all do a physical in another collectors. Oh, Sakaguchi would just be like, wait, how much now we sold? They know that they could hit a million plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last... Because not only... Go oh, ahead. Sorry. Right. I thought you were done. Go oh, ahead. No. Uh, uh, last thing, because they know that that game is going to be a collector's item. It's a collector's item on Wii now. Yeah. I mean, you think you think uh, <laughs> you think Fire Emblem is expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Last story. Last story is a is a wonderful game. It's got great combat. It's got interesting characters, great art style. Um, I would really love to see an HD port of that game at some point. And hopefully, hopefully we will. Right. I mean, hopefully someday we will. Uh, but I, I have a feeling that if the successor bits and chaos one to two is big, that game is dropping. The last story is going to come out. I just have a feeling because those two games didn't do so well, uh, series wise. They yeah. didn't do so well. Mm-mm. And I think that if Bandai Namco could do it, I think we could do it. The thing, man, the thing about Bat and Kados is that it's not getting physical releases in, in North America, which I think is going to really kill the sales of that game because people don't mm-hmm. like digital sales on, on Switch, right? They love their physical copies. It's very rare that people like like me who love their digital copies on Switch, right? Like everybody loves... Now, granted, I have physical copies of games that I love, like, you know, Zelda and Mario and Xenoblade and Fire Emblem, stuff like that. Right. But like there's people out there who have like, you know, a hundred physical games. Right. And will spend an arm and a leg to get something from I am 8 bit or super rare or limited run. Right. Like people will just. And man, dude, if they if they did some sort of like, you know, if like super rare did something for last uh last story is like this big or oh, i am a bit with like a soundtrack oh, like oh, man. if 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 they get it do if the pre-orders are not there i would be upset i'm i'm going to have to snag my copy you yeah. know i would be like if if the run got the last story i would groan but i would do it but i'm like yeah super rare and i ate bit if they got it i don't care how much time it takes i know that it, it, like I know they're going, like I said, up some point for it, but I know people will run to to get that game. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, one that it's not really big news, but it's news, uh, and we haven't talked about it on this show yet, even though it's been a big news story for like the last week and a half or so. Uh, mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge from Dot Emu and Tribute Games was one of. Video games surprise nostalgia hits last year, spawning a the start of a TMNT resurgence now coming off the heels of a highly rated movie and the announcement of a new series, a sequel and a last Ronin video game. It's time to get another dose of nostalgia in the new DLC dimension shell shock. The DLC includes new levels, new playable characters, including uh, Usagi Yojimbo and the newly announced Karai, which is very exciting. Um, I am very excited for this. I think uh, 
I mean, I don't know if Shredder's Revenge was as good as the, you know, especially like the Super Nintendo and Genesis games or like the arcade game, but like it was mm-hmm. very good and it's really captivated those games. And I, I actually played it a little bit, you know, a couple weeks ago to try to like, I don't know, wrap my wrap my head around it a little bit and try to like really sit down and play it. And it's it's very good, man. Like I I know (laughs) I know that's a hot take a year later, but (laughs) I mean, I love the art style. I love the pixel art. I love the designs of the turtles and the fact that you can play as Casey Jones is awesome. And splinter and april it, it's it's just a great experience and i'm sure it's even better in multiplayer like it's so good and the fact that we're getting uh yojimbo and karai like karai is one of my favorite characters in, in tmnt like it's she's very like she's not really a villain but she's like an anti-hero almost where like she has really she has she has uh such a high allegiance to the foot clan and obviously shredder like but also she like helps the turtles sometimes when they're uh you know their objectives are similar like she's she'll be like the friend of or the friend of what is it the enemy of my enemy is my friend type situation and uh i don't know i just i i've always thought she was an interesting character and that she would have some sort of like you know arc at some point where she like betrays shredder to kind of help the turtles whatever um and i don't know maybe in the recent comic runs she does i i'm actually shocked they didn't add the 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 new fifth turtle the girl turtle uh uh, what's her name janika i think is her name like like she has actually been a really big part of this recent comic run and it's not it's not the same turtle as as the last mutation uh (laughs) <laughs> that whole series should just be flushed down the toilet and forgotten. Uh, but she's actually like a great character and she has like, she has these like Wolverine claws that she can fight with, which is really cool. And I'm kind of surprised I didn't add her, but I, th- this, this DLC looks great. Did you see the, like the comic panel levels that are black and white? And like when you yeah. move throughout the, the comic book, it changes color into colors. And I don't know. What do you think? Ed? I know I've been rambling about it, but what do you think? Um, so I, I don't take this wrong. Uh-oh. I don't know Hot much take. about, I don't know much about Karai. I just gave you everything you need to know. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I only fought Karai in tournament fighters on Super Nintendo. And I didn't know where she came from. Um, I've never read the comics or anything. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't like after the original like '90s cartoons went off, like on CBS and everything. Uh, like kind of like when once that version went off, I never went and caught up with the turtles. Even after, I mean, I caught up with the movies and stuff, but uh, I never caught up after up there. So I don't really know Karai as much. Uh, Usagi, I do remember because he was in the cartoon, so that is very entertaining, and uh, can't wait to play as him. Um, I gotta get in touch with Lamont to see if he's getting this day one and if he wants to run it through online. Because 
I am going to get this DLC. It's um, only eight bucks. The DLC is cheap. Yeah, it's only eight. It's very cheap. Uh, but I want to make sure that it's not. It's. I don't want to make. I want to make sure that it's just not only like eight levels or something, and it's really short. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So I am excited to get this. I just need to talk to Lamont to be like, hey, if you're getting this, do you want to play on a weekend? Because um, I know you probably be working on something uh, on a weekend. I don't. I don't. Re- that's that was one of the new rules I implemented. I'm not recording on the weekend. And if okay. we have to record on a weekend, it's either going to be really late or and it's and we're not rec- and I can't record during the week one day. It's like I'm trying to like trying to really limit my recording day, <laughs> recording days. I mean, it, it, not so much recording, but like doing editing stuff mm-hmm. and everything. And I and that would be and like I said, Friday would would kind of be the day. Yeah. Um. Other than that, it you know don't I would, worry about the rest of the week. I would love to play th- through t- uh, Shredder's Revenge multiplayer. Uh, either mm-hmm. I mean I don't care which system. I guess it would probably be Switch with you and Lamont, right? I mean that would be that would be my assumption yeah. at least. Uh, and then we could like record it and put it on YouTube. What crazy, crazy idea! Or we could stream <laughs> it to the YouTube channel, which would may- maybe be cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I still haven't played that game multiplayer at all. <laughs> I have no. Friends. I have. I played. <laughs> you have me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good times. So, so uh, but that's all I that's all I can say about that. Yeah. Team and T-Shirters Revenge uh on Game Pass and on Switch, you should get it. I think it's on sale on Switch right now. Uh Yeah, it is. Uh well, I mean, I maybe by the time this comes out it won't be, but it is right now. So mm, Okay, last last major Nintendo story, uh kind of maybe. Uh, Ubisoft's canceled Immortals sequel, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, if you don't remember, was that kind of uh, Ubisoft's kind of Breath of the Wild mixed with Assassin's Creed kind of uh, cartoony looking game set in ancient Greece. Uh, It was actually very fun, at least in my opinion. Um, The Ubisoft recently canceled the sequel, so it, it came out. And so the canceled immortal sequel was meant to be a mix of Elden Ring and Wind Waker uh, set across a fictionalized Polynesian archipelago that stretched from New Zealand to Hawaii. Uh, this was reported on Axios from uh, Stephen Totillo. That sounds really interesting. Uh, I really liked that game. I don't I don't know how you felt about it, Ed, but I, I really liked what I played of that game. It was and, good. Uh, I got it on Switch. Yeah. I don't know if it's going on Switch. Yeah, and the combat was was kind of like Assassin's Creed, which I really loved. Uh, the world was kind of set up like Breath of the Wild, although not exactly. Uh, it really felt just like a cartooning Assassin's Creed, recent Assassin's Creed game, to be honest with you. And then the mm-hmm. DLC was really interesting because it was it was a new character. Like each DLC was set in a different land and a new character and stuff like there was a a a chinese based one which was really interesting uh and i'm really sad that this game uh sequel is getting canceled because that first game was really interesting and fun 
that's all I have to say about it. But I thought it was interesting because I saw it today. Um, any any final thoughts on that, Ed? Um, I think it, it, it's a game that just didn't get that much buzz or that much talk. Um, I think it did fine sale wise. I think it did good numbers in sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, but I think it just didn't really reach the height that or expectations that Ubisoft put on that game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I think definitely with a lot of things that's going on with that company, um, <laughs> with Ubisoft, I think they are restructuring and rescaling a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I I think if this game did get made, it may have. I honestly, I don't think Switches would have got a version. I really think it just would have been PC Series X S and PlayStation Five. I don't think four Xbox One and Switch would have got it. Yeah, but I mean, this game is still like <clears throat> really a ways away in terms of development. Maybe it would have come to the next console, but. Can't can't say that now because it's it's dead in the water. So speaking of Wind Waker, uh, all right, Ed, time for the other side. Other side, side. Yes. Uh, like I said earlier, the other side is where we kind of discuss a new story or two from the Xbox or PlayStation side of things. Ed, I don't know if you saw these earlier, but the Xbox uh, has decided to do console wraps instead of special edition consoles similar to what PlayStation 5 is doing mm-hmm. with their side plates. And yeah. I have to say the Starfield one looks pretty cool. I I think uh this is a good option and I think they saw the success that PlayStation was having with their side their side plates and thought that this would be a good route for them instead of making somebody pay $500 for a new console right when they already have one or because like they're already having trouble with Series X getting Series X's produced anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw that when the Halo one came out, like they were really hard to find, not just because they were a collector's edition, but because it was, you know, Series X's were hard to find and they weren't being produced fast enough. And I think the wraps are a good compromise. Uh and they're, uh, they're Microsoft made, so like they will fit your console. It looks like what you do is you kind of slide it over the top of your console and then it snaps onto the bottom is kind of what it looks like. Uh, right now they have the Starfield one, which looks really cool. And then they have the two camo ones, which that's fine, but I would like to see more designs eventually. Like when, like when Forza comes out, I think it would be really cool to have some sort yeah. of Forza one or when the next gears comes out, which I will probably get the skin for that. Cause that oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get the gears. I'll definitely mm-hmm. get the gears. Um, so I only still seeing the Starfield when I didn't see the other two. Cause they, mm-hmm. when they announced it, they were just like, if you want to learn more, go to Xbox. And so mm-hmm. they just been talking about it. And I think because Starfield is such a big, their next big release, mm-hmm. I think they're focusing on people on buying the Starfield one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because I think the Starfield Xbox series um, has sold out, I believe. Um, I think you can still buy the controller, which I still need to get. Um, but I kind of like these wraps and everything. I know me and uh, Todd from Secret Friends uh, were talking and stuff. And I'm just like, is it kind of like almost the 3DS ones where um, 
you were able to put this some kind of skin on where the controller and a little bit around like oh, or sometimes around the system and stuff. Like they had like the Lego ones mm-hmm. and everything. Uh and he was just like probably more like the three sixty plates mm-hmm. that were happening when yeah. three sixty first came out. And I was just like, I could see that. You yeah. know I, I I don't know what the price point is going to be. I don't think they announced they're, it. They're or... the the quote unquote normal ones are forty four ninety nine, and the Starfield one is forty nine ninety nine. So it looks like the game specific okay. ones are going to be five dollars more. Kind of like I mean, their controllers mm-hmm. are five dollars more when they are game related. So I mean, I guess it makes sense. Uh, cheaper than the PlayStation side plates um, by fifteen dollars. So. Yeah, and I I think they don't have a release date for them, right? I I don't I don't remember. I only looked at the the things on the on the website. I didn't look at the date, the release dates. Because I feel like the Starfield one will probably be. I think the Starfield one. I think they'll probably drop when the series S Black drops. Mm-hmm. It's my guess that would be the smart thing. So when people want to go and buy them, they can. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if this one's going to be just in stores or ones that you could have to order. I think you can only buy but them I'm, on I'm Microsoft's figuring. website right now, and I, I mean, probably okay. online stores will sell them. Uh, so I mean, I think Amazon will probably have them, and Best Buy will probably have them online. But I don't know. It seems like a Microsoft store thing. So yeah, they're cool. Like definitely like. Yeah, definitely the Starfield one. Like, I'll definitely buy the Starfield. Uh, yeah, the Starfield one, I definitely will buy a Gears one. Um, I might not buy a Forza one, but, like, if they do another Horizon game soon, I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, And I don't know if third party's going to get evolved. Like, I would love some cool third party ones, too. I bet, I bet games that Microsoft has marketing for, like, you know, I, I mean, I, I bet they, I bet they do. I bet they do third party ones eventually. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that would make indie sense. Ones in there too. Yeah. Like if they cool have, indie ones. yeah. Uh, like a sea of stars one or a shovel Knight one would be super cool. Ooh. Oh, they do a shovel Knight one. That's so, that'd be, but how, how well, do you three do of the their, shovel Knight one though? Well, three of their games, three of the shovel Knight games have skipped Xbox entirely. So I doubt it. Yep. Oh, Keep asking them, like, where's the Xbox version of Shovel Knight Dig and Shovel Knight, uh, uh, the other one? What's the other one? Uh, Shovel Knight Dig. Oh, Pocket Dungeon. Yeah. Uh, well, Someday, we'll, maybe. We'll see, in the f- we'll see in the future. Man, dude, like, the Battletoad section and the, the Xbox version of Shovel Knight is so fun. It's so stupid and fun. And, like, <laughs> then they're just like, nah, we're skipping. You know why? It's because their games are coming to Netflix and Netflix is competing with Game Pass. I think that's why. No confirmation. But it's okay, dude. As long as I get Shovel Knight on Switch, I guess it's fine. Oh, dude, I would love to have an Ori wrap. <sighs> yeah, an Ori. Ugh. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if they went back to previous games like Doom. I bet would probably get one. Yeah. Like if you did like an old school, like the painted, the hand drawn, hand painted cover instead of like, a, you know, like the reverse cover that the Switch version has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd yes. be cool. Or like a Wolfenstein. Uh, would be cool. I, 
I think Call of Duty is definitely gonna get one, and I think that one yeah. would definitely sell. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, can I, I get that blue Halo one from the 360? Oh man, dude, the, th- the, the Halo, dude, the Halo Four 360 is like the coolest looking console. I had one, and I traded it for my for an for an Xbox <sighs> One. If they do, if you're talking about going back to do some stuff, that would be a awesome wrap. I would definitely spend some money. On. Yeah, dude, that Halo Four console is the is the best looking console. Period. Oh man, I miss that console so much. I think of, I think about that console at least once a month. I think uh, because I I look at them on e- I look at them on eBay all the time <laughs> because I'm like maybe yeah, someday. I think- I know I did a list for the top 10, like, not exclusive consoles, consoles but, like, that special edition console. Mm-hmm. I think the best one when it comes to the 360 for me, the Halo, I think the Halo one is on my list. But mm-hmm. the one for the 360 that I just absolutely adore is the Advanced Warfare one. That that Advanced War, no, that's the Xbox One. I'm sorry, not 360. That Advanced Warfare Xbox One edition, mwah. So good, and uh, was it is it Destiny One? I think it's Destiny One. Des- the PlayStation. They had the white PlayStation Four. It's the the Taken King the one. The Taken King had the gold like compass stuff on it. Oh, that one is. The- mm-hmm. I've been looking at those. I've been looking. At, I've been looking at that too, just to because of uh, like I'm a big collector of Destiny stuff, and even though I don't really care mm. about PlayStation all that much. Uh, I do. I did like that console, <laughs> but I had already. The thing is, is like I had already pre-ordered the PlayStation Four Pro, which was coming out like the next year, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think I could do it. And then I regretted buying the PS4 Pro because I saw absolutely no difference in anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <sighs> but yeah, that 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 Halo one, that that Halo one is gorgeous. Is a beautiful one. I would love to see that wrap. But yeah, that Destiny, um, that that Destiny PlayStation Four, uh, mm-hmm. that that one was gorgeous too. I could see a Gears one with all the characters. Mm. Um, how it would look though, I don't know if it'd be like, do they do it still vertical or do they do it horizontal? It's I know they'll have the Gears logo, but I'm just mm-hmm. like, do they show all the characters that have been in the game, the main characters mm-hmm. that have been in the game? Uh, and you know, you can get your heroes one or your villains one. Yeah, I don't know how they would like, do that. I think that would, that would probably be cool. Yeah, I don't know how they would do that. I, I really like the Gears 5 controllers too for Xbox One, the blue, like the mm-hmm. silver and blue ones. I wanted one so bad yes. and I just didn't get it. But all right, Ed, we're moving on to Pack Watch. Yes, we we got to move on because we we have so many questions tonight. <laughs> uh, pack watch. So I I try to do this week and next week uh, because of our recording time versus next week's release. So uh, here are the major games coming to Nintendo Switch on eight twenty two Russell Quest, uh, the wrestling RPG tag team with Destiny, pro wrestling and uh, and RPG fantasy collide in the ultimate pixel powered adventure. Macho Man, Randy Savage, and tons of other icons offer guidance as you power bomb your way to glory beyond the ring. This hero's journey ain't just an epic quest; it's a wrestle quest. Uh, on eight twenty four, Blasphemous Two is coming. Uh, the Penitent One awakens as Blasphemous Two joins him. 
uh, joins him once again in an endless struggle against the miracle. Dive into a perilous new world filled with mysteries and secrets to discover and tear your way through monstrous foes that stand between you and your quest to end the cycle once and for all. On 829, Sea of Stars, uh, which is kind of the big one on this list. Sea of Stars is a turn-based RPG inspired by the classics. It tells the story of two children of the solstice who will combine the powers of the sun and the moon to perform eclipse magic, the only force capable of fending off the monstrous creations of the evil alchemist known as the Fleshmancer. Um, This game looks really cool. Sabotage. uh, Shout out to Sabotage. They did the messenger. If you haven't played the messenger, Mm -hmm. I highly recommend it. Uh, These games are set in the same universe also. So there's probably some Easter eggs going on. You might even go back to the messenger and find some sea of stars Easter eggs. If they were planning that far ahead. Uh, And eight thirty one. Trine five, the clockwork conspiracy. The Trine series is back with its biggest adventure yet. And their fifth outing, the heroes of Trine are pitted against the dastardly and duplicitous villains. Duplicitous villains. I can't read that word. I'm I'm dumb. That's fine. Who will who will stop at nothing to seize control of the kingdom? The clock is ticking to save the world of Trine. Uh, So those are the four games coming out over the next two weeks or so. I mean, I think I think Sea of Stars is kind of the big one, right? Well, actually, um. Okay, Trine 5 is not the biggest, but actually, like, WrestleQuest and Blasphemous 2 uh, are the are some big ones, too. Like, a lot of people are excited for WrestleQuest. Yeah. Um, and Blasphemous 2 has gotten good, some good reviews. I think the reviews are dropped for that game. Um, but yeah, I, even though Sea of Stars is, like, the biggest out of here, mm-hmm. uh, WrestleQuest and Blasphemous 2 is definitely also big. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a pretty big game and pretty big week for indies. Um, so if you want to yeah. play them, I know WrestleQuest. Yeah, I know WrestleQuest is Sea of Stars. Uh, I'm definitely getting Blasphemous Two. I am going to wait because I have the first one on Xbox, but mm-hmm. I just need to start it up and try to be it. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> well, Ed, that's Pack Watch. I'm going to throw it back to you. Uh oh. All right, everybody. Oh, it's okay. time for it's time for question block. We have Ice Malone three thirty via Twitter or X, if you want to call it that. We started calling it Twitter. If y'all could have Nintendo make a new IP, what would y'all like to see them do? Genre, setting, characters, etc. Oh, jeez. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna throw this out here, Ed. I saw this question earlier, and I kind of thought about it a little bit. Hmm. And I don't know if part of this is like because I'm playing a Plague Tale Innocence and I really love the main character, uh, Amicia, but I would really like to see Nintendo's take on a Western RPG set in some sort of like maybe steampunk style world. Uh, like, Like a really big action RPG. Uh, maybe you have companions, maybe you don't. Maybe it's something like The Witcher in in terms of like, you know, what what the world would maybe like, like what the I don't want to say the combat either. Maybe The Witcher is a terrible, <laughs> a terrible idea. Uh, let's say modern Assassin's Creed uh, in terms of combat. Uh, 
with like I and I want to see Nintendo's take on like a female protagonist because we don't Nintendo doesn't really have one. I mean, I guess Samus, but like you know, like I, I want to see like a really Nintendo style action RPG in a steampunk world with a female protagonist. That's what I want to see. Okay. Um, for me, I would love to see them do a beat 'em up game in the form of Extreme Race Two or River City Girls. Hmm. Um, because we really don't have one of those kind of like ten level kind of beat 'em ups from Nintendo and stuff. So I would definitely love to see that as a new IP, and I think they could do like. Uh, all girls, if they want to, or you know, mix it up with different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the setting, I, the setting, I I feel like would still be like old school '90s New York City or a big city representing like New York or even like Japan or something. Like if they want to take something like Mystical Ninja and make it a beat 'em up game kind of style. Like that, I could. I want to see that happen. And plus, you know, they work with Platinum Games, so it's not like Platinum Games could give them a two D side scrolling action beat 'em up game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so that's what I would love to see um, from Nintendo. Hmm. Nice. Well, our next question, the one true James via Discord asks, after a 2D throwback and a remake of an RPG, what did you think is next for Mario? Uh, I mean, I think the next thing for Mario is the next 3D Mario game, right? I mean, after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe you squeeze a Mario Party in there. Maybe you squeeze some sort of remaster of a, Mar- a Mario and Luigi game in there or something, or you know, I know Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door remaster has been rumored for such a long time. Uh, maybe you throw something like that in there, but I think the next major thing for for Mario is the three the 3D Mario game that's going to launch with the next console. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking like Super Mario Odyssey two, something in that realm. I'm thinking. Yeah, um, although I would love if it was Mario 3D World two it would be amazing. Gosh, that game's so good. I love that game so much, dude. It's so it's 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 top tier ten perfection. Oh man, dude, that, like, game, that game is perfect. I don't care what anybody says. It's 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 the best three like, D. It's the best three D Mario game, hands down, in my opinion. I, to me, it's like the best Mario game. Yeah, of all times for me. Like I, I love the NES ones. I love Super Nintendo. I love Yoshi Island. I love all of that. But like, I just out of the straight Mario 3D world, it's like it's all time. Like oh, it's, it's number tier. one. It's my, it's definitely my favorite Mario game. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Mar and Mario three would be the second. Well, I would. Uh, well, hmm. hold on. Mario two's got to be thrown in there too somewhere. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, Mario 3D world is the best 3D Mario game. It might be my favorite Mario game, uh, mm-hmm. next to Mario two and three. But man. If if I had to, if I had to, if I can't use Yoshi's Island, I I say why it's called I Super think, Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. <laughs> yeah, but then Yoshi's Island got like Yoshi sixty four and oh. Craft the World and like all of that. Like I I kind of feel like it's a spin off game from the regular Mario. Yeah, 
I mean, that Mario that's World 2 is definitely a marketing thing to try to sell the game, right? I mean, that's kind of what that's yeah, because I go ahead. Yeah, because I think to me it would be chess, chess three for me, mm-hmm. and I love Odyssey. Um, so you know, all respect to that game. I think 3D World would be number one for me. Number two would be Super Mario Sunshine. And number three would definitely be Super Mario Brothers 2. That soundtrack to Super Mario Brothers 2, still to this day, it's just it's so iconic to me. I used the Mario um, 2 theme song in my Instagram story today. <laughs> oh nice. You know, and I love Super Mario Brothers 3. Don't get me wrong. I love that game, but I think it would be a little bit like under the list with that because like after three, it's to me personally, it's hard to make what it's going to be four or five. If I'm just talking about the plat the platforming kind of Mario games, like I would just have to be like, what did I enjoy more and what did I enjoy least? And to tell you the truth. For a lot of the Mario games, I think the least one that I enjoyed would be New Super Mario Brothers 2, where you had to collect all those coins on 3DS. I think that's the least one that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But like, I love Super Mario 64. And not, like I said, Odyssey. I love 3. I love Lost Levels and, you know, the first Mario Brothers. But shoot, like... Super Mario Brothers land, even though my down button wasn't working mm. on my Game Boy, I love that game. But then Six Gorda Coins kills that. Mm. Like, it's so, it's literally hard to list anything after three for me with the Mario platform games because I love a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing like a, like a great 2D Mario game, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, uh, David Lasby asks, what should DLC be for Tears of the Kingdom? And what could online play look like for the upcoming Mario game? Um, I don't think I agree with you, Corey. I don't think Tears of the Kingdom needs DLC because it's such a huge world mm-hmm. to explore. And Nintendo and the Numa... Well, I, I, sorry, not Nintendo... Anuma and uh, uh, oh goodness, I cannot think of their name. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, uh, Monolith. Monolith. Yeah, sorry, I I, I blanked on them. <laughs> I wanted to watch you Monolith. struggle a little bit longer, but that's terrible <laughs> podcasting. So, <laughs> uh, Monolith saw. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Monolith Soft, um, I think, you know, like Monolith Soft want to work on their new IP and stuff. Uh, and I think after all that they time they work with with the Zelda team to make Tears of the Kingdom, I think Tears has so much to offer and explore that, like, even after beating the game, I think there's still so much. So mm-hmm. I, it would just end up being like the champion thing that they did for the Breath of the Wild. We're really at the end of the game, at the end of it, after doing all the trials and stuff, you really just get a more powerful Master Sword. And I don't think Nintendo wants to do that. Mm-hmm. Like the Zelda team wants to do that. You know, if they're going to make DLC, it's going to end up being their third game. Mm-hmm. 
because there's going to be so much, so many ideas going into it. And the new and them, they just they they want to rest. And if they do want to play it, they rather make a new Zelda game for the next console. Mm-hmm. Um, what online play could look like for the upcoming Mario game? I think it's going to just pretty much be everybody still, just like New Super Mario Brothers. Everybody's just playing that one level or, or the whole game uh, with everybody. You know, there's nothing else that you really can do with a 2D Mario. Uh, 2D Mario. Now, if they want to mix in some Mario Maker style things and throw it at people. How cool would yeah. that be if there was a surprise Mario Maker update like next week with Mario Wonder assets in it? I would love that. Talk about reviving a game, right? Like, I mean, I feel like Mario Maker died like super fast. <laughs> it 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 did because Nintendo was hitting us with, I think, a lot. Because I think at the mm-hmm. Mario Maker 2 dropped, we got uh, the Marvel game. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was, it was like, it was Three Houses. It was Astral Chain. It was uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Link's Awakening, Alliance. The Witcher. Uh, it you know, was dude, that's September, 2019. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time, but dude, that year was so stacked. That year was so it, stacked. It was crazy because it was just like, like I said, you were spending three hundred plus some dollars if you were trying to get everything. And I know, and I bought like, I bought NBA two K that year too. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just like, like we got hit with what in September, Link's Awakening, Demon X Machina, Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, the Witcher. What else did we get hit with? The, the Witcher. Witcher, like. We got hit with nonsense, mm-hmm. and we were still playing Fire Emblem Awake, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, because people were trying to do other houses and going back to the game. Oh, we were trying to finish so uh, uh, Astral Chain, like we were trying to finish Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. Like it's still trying to make levels for Mario Maker Two. That was too much. Didn't Labo come out that, that year they too? Dropped us. I think Labo was the following year. I don't remember. No, Labo Labo came out before the pandemic. I don't remember. Anyways, yeah, that dude, that year was so yeah. stacked. Um, yeah. So, uh, what does what does DLC look like? I mean, I think it's I think it's just going to be very basic co op stuff, unless they throw some sort of like battle mode in there. But at that point, you're just playing 2D Smash, like a an artistic smash with four characters instead of 75 or 80 or however many are in the game now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I wonder if there's some sort of special mode in there for co-op, like a special mode, but I don't know if they're going to do anything super drastic. I don't know. I could be wrong, but yeah. Well, our last question goes out to fine time with the fine time podcast. Do check them out, everybody. They are a group got a group of guys. Um, great pod, video game podcasts and movie podcasts and stuff. I've been listening to them, uh, and definitely been enjoying their work. Um, they ask Mario Galaxy or Mario Galaxy Two. Um, Mario Three D World next. I didn't. <laughs> I saying, didn't I, here's I, the thing. I didn't like the Galaxy games, so this is the wrong question for me. 
<laughs> Dude, I, they made I, me so sick. Me, I had to like turn my head and like lay upside down and all, all oh while no. like moving using the Wii remote, which is bad. Uh, and I, I can't. I, I appreciate that people love those games. They weren't for me. Uh, Mario Galaxy two for me. I think I enjoyed that more than I beat. I beat both of them, but I think with the help of Yoshi with Galaxy two and the game looking. Uh, uh, better on Wii uh, than Galaxy. Um, Mario Galaxy Two was more fitting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, was my cup of tea. Um, color, color, art style, level design. Yeah, Mario Mario Galaxy Two. For me. I mean, maybe. I mean, I have I have the Switch version, so maybe I'll go back and play Galaxy. But I don't know. That's another game I expect to see very soon. Is Mario Galaxy Two? on switch i i wonder if they'll start yeah. sell. i wonder if they'll sell at least sunshine and mario galaxy one and two digitally since i mean Mar- mario 64 is on the on expansion pack so uh yeah. but i do i wonder if we're gonna see those at some point i mean galaxy 2 man that was a big miss to leave that off that collection you know I mean, that collection in general was not, <laughs> it was not great. Uh, but. I enjoyed that collection. I had to have it. But I'm the Nintendo fan. Hey, I'm a Nintendo fan. I'm just not a 3D Mario fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Corey, um, I think it's time for our final thoughts. Um, I'm going to let you explain this one. I mean, I don't really know. It was more of like a, if we have anything else to say about anything, um, this is kind of like a, a last word section of like, I don't know, whatever. I mean, are you okay? I'm going to pose this question to you. What I mean, are you what games are you looking forward to the rest of the year? I mean, it's it's August. We have September, yeah. October, November, December. There's a lot of games still coming out. Um, what I mean, what are you excited for? Well, definitely I am excited for. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder mm-hmm. and uh, Mario RPG. Um, we talked about Starfield. I'm, I'm excited for, um, but I am excited for Forza Motorsport because mm-hmm. um, that game looks gorgeous. I'm I'm ready to play it, and this would be my first Motorsport version of Forza because I'm always been. Uh, I haven't played one or two of Horizon, but. Uh, like I I love four. Uh, three was okay. Um, five is uh the soundtrack could have been better, but it's a good game. I just need to put more time time into it. Um, I feel like for the motorsport, it's gonna be a new experience for me because I haven't did a lot of sim racing, and I trust Microsoft and the Forza series. Um, to bring that feeling back to me, mm-hmm. so um, it's pretty much just those um, at this time. Um, I may have to watch the Nintendo Direct uh, and, and and see what else is coming out or any because I, I still need to go buy Ghost Trick and everything. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to do that and stuff. Um, but like, man, like. Definitely for 2024, I'm uh, never 
And that's the game from Nomada Studios who did Gree. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, that game looks, I know it's coming for an Xbox and Nintendo. And, you know, to get the reveal on that state of play was just like breathtaking. So, but that is definitely a 2024 game that I'm looking forward to next year. Like, I, I want to play more of their games and I cannot wait for uh, uh, Never to, go, to drop on Switch. What about you, Corey? Uh, I I mean, I think the for the rest of the year, there's only really like two or three games that I'm really looking forward to. I'm I'm really looking forward to Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, I really I, Assassin's Creed is like one of my favorite mm-hmm. series, and, and I know people are like, Assassin's Creed sucks." I'm like, I don't care. It's I like it, so I don't I don't care. Um. I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, Mario Wonder is like a big draw. I I can't wait. I love 2D Mario games. I think they are far superior to the 3D ones. Um, Destiny's last two seasons are this year, so uh, leading up to the final shape. So I'm very excited for those to see uh, because they confirmed that the final shape is it. Like that expansion, like the seasons that come after that aren't part Mm -hmm. of the story this is the beginning of the end you know like the the final shape is it and so the new storyline starts after the the first season after the final shapes uh uh campaign and i'm assuming the raid that comes after this is uh i mean this is this is it i mean 10 years we've invested into destiny and it's this is this is the point we've been waiting for right it's the it's the Avengers Endgame of Destiny. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, there's a couple Disney Dreamlight Valley updates that are coming out that seem pretty promising. Um, so. I, I do have one more game. What is it? Uh, Alan Wake 2. Mm. Yeah. Drop in. Uh, I know a lot of people are excited for that. I Because of me finishing that one, uh, I do want to play the second one and hopefully it's better than the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else on this uh, list that I'm excited for because I feel like I didn't say very much. Um, I kind of am interested in Cyberpunk's uh, Phantom Liberty DLC, but I... <laughs> Dude, it's been three years since I played that game. I don't remember any of it. Yeah, I ha- I, I think me me and you talked about that. Yeah, of going back and playing that game. Yeah, I've had the itch to go back and play that. Maybe it's maybe like I mean they added so much and they added the pa- like the patches for the Series X version. Um, I don't know. I've been really itching to to play it. You know, like I, I, I don't know what it is like that world is super interesting and I like cyberpunk stuff. But like mm-hmm. the game, when I played it, like I, I played the Xbox one version on the Series X. It was good. Like it was fine. Like it was a, it was a great eight out of ten game. Like it was it was good. But okay. I'm really interested to see what they've added. And the DLC seems interesting. Idris Elba is obviously like mm. one of the coolest people and he's he's i don't know if he's a villain or if he's like some sort of whatever but i i think phantom liberty looks cool i just don't feel like playing 
30 hours of that game again to get to it. <laughs> so, uh, Corey, to give you like an update of game uh, releases in September. Yeah, uh, I'm, looking, from our I'm, looking, summer I'm looking at the game. game list. I'm looking at the game informer uh, release date list. Oh, yeah. Because I was to say, uh, you know, Faith Farmer Gloomhaven is, is next month. But like Silent Hope was an RPG. I think I'm excited for it. Detective Pikachu, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Metal Gear Solid Masters Collection, and Headbangers come out in October. In November is Persona 5 Tactica, Super Mario RPG, Star Ocean the Second R, and WarioWare Move It. And then in December is Dragon Quest Monsters. Uh, the Dark Prince, yeah, yeah, and then everything else is just like unannounced, but mostly like for 2024. Oh, that game Cocoon looks really cool. Uh, that indie game it's coming to Game Pass, but I mean, it, it looks that game looks hmm. really cool. Uh, I forgot that game was coming out. Oh, soon. And you did say Sonic Superstars, yeah, Sonic Superstars, too. I'm very excited. Um. Oh man, don't forget about the Smurfs 2, the prisoner of the Greenstone. Oh, let's hurry up and wrap up the show now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, Hogwarts Legacy for Switch comes out. I I oh, I kind of want to play the Switch version just to see how it runs because I don't know. It was struggling on Series X in some parts. I can't imagine that game running on Switch like very well. Uh, that- <laughs> They went dark on that game. I don't even, like I said, I don't even think they finished it. What? Started on that game. I mean, it's oh. coming out in November, so. Whatever. It's fine. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Well, that, with that, everybody, <laughs> have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Nintendo Pop Block. Bye, everybody. Woo Bye. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support.